Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Falling to the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father, thank you. <clears throat> Father, thank you for the times that we have right now. Um, they feel limited. Uh, it seems as if uh, things are speeding up. Um, it's so unusual and odd for all of us to see this, what appears to be a turning point um, that happened so abruptly as we um, turned the corner into 2024. So many of us were already expecting things to get kind of weird and, and certainly very, very bumpy, at, at the very least politically speaking, uh, and war, you know, and ever-increasing World War III dynamics, certainly, but uh, and possibly even a, a black swan event that we've been warned about through the forces of darkness. But, Father, we never expected the things we are seeing happening right now that are just absolutely mind-blowing and it's very very exciting um, we it, it appears to many of us uh, some of us are sure uh, that um, you know more and more and more and more of the uh, events associated with the unfolding of the um, scrolls in Revelation chapter 6 uh, are occurring. More and more and more of the events that have been itemized in the Olivet Discourse are occurring. <clears throat> we also believe, or at least I do, uh, <clears throat> that we're starting to see power signs and lying wonders <clears throat> that would be associated with um, you know, Second Thessalonians 2. So that gives us uh, f five books, uh, one, two, three, four or five uh, books of the Bible that we can overlay across one another and see these events unfolding almost like a newspaper. And it's amazing because all of them are kind of funneling in toward uh, what we, what I personally have been believing for quite some time, that the David Doetry vision is legitimate, uh, that that combined with the testimony of the 10-year-old boy who saw World War III and the alien demon creatures coming down from the sky uh, while we're World War III was in progress. All those things, you know, when you put them together, Father, it's just amazing because they seem to be coming to a head. You know.
know, coming to this uh, to this uh, perfect, uh, uh, you know, funneled union of events that uh, is explosive to us in nature because it brings us so much closer to the point of our departure. Father, we praise you for uh, our health. We thank you for, uh, you know, the, the difficult times that are associated with the permutations of the various viruses that are out there that in some cases will knock us down, uh, causing us to have to um, put a lot of extra effort into getting uh, healthy again. Uh, help us, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, to not put our allow our guard to drop and to recognize how evil and dark the days are, and that when these entities uh, try to play God as they are and um, uh, you know make changes, gain a function changes or whatever the case is to various viruses out there, that these things are going to permutate and we're going to have a whole portfolio of evil uh, virus types that are just floating around out there causing us greater misery uh, instead of just, you know, regular, you know, bouts with the flu or bouts with the cold, that the things are much more intense. A lot of us are experiencing these dynamics, Father, and we just pray that you will help us to just, you know, put, give us that extra push, you know, in the morning time to remember to take our, you know, you know herbal supplements and the things that we need in our lives to have uh, the strongest immune system as possible. So we have uninterrupted time to be able to serve you better, take communion with you better, Father. And and Lord Jesus, we praise you because we can practically feel your presence. Well, you know, as opposed to just a spiritual feeling of your presence, we, you know, I personally feel very excited because I personally feel that we're so close to the marriage supper. We're so close to our departure from this planet uh, that um, we can almost taste it. Uh, and it is very, very exciting. So when I, you know, th- you know, sharing my testimony through this prayer, when I think of the things that I have to deal with on, on this, you know, and as part of my life, which, you know, are, are remarkably di- difficult at times, most of the time, quite frankly, um, Father, you know, my thorns in the flesh or whatever, you, you know, the burdens, as you may call them. Father, I, you know, it's exciting to be able to just take pause, not worry so much about the earthly things, but to be able to focus uh, on these incredible end times dynamics that are lining up with the Bible uh, in, a, in a very literal sense and um, aligning us to the um, the things that we've all been waiting for for such a long time. And to see the acceleration of these events, uh, not just the, the sheer volume of them and the diversity of of them, but also to see them all occurring pretty much at the same time and indicating to all of us that we need to draw in even closer than we have historically. But it gives us such a point of excitement. It gives us such a, uh, a humongous encouragement to be able to, to look at the things in life that, you know, in our life here on this planet, this this situation, this, this, this whatever you want to call it, this prison planet, really. It allows us to be able to look at it with, with a lot more excitement, a lot more assurance. Assurance that that we're getting very close to our departure, and that is a that that's that, that, there's nothing better than that. There just is not anything better than that. And we are so excited to meet you, Jesus. We pray, as your Scripture tells us to, in Matthew 18 verse 19, that whenever two or more agree on earth together, uh, that, you know, in prayer, that, that 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 will be given unto us. And we are, and I pray that others who are listening to this program right now now are joining me in this prayer that we will please Lord Jesus Luke 21:36 be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you we know that we cannot by anything that we do 
be worthy. That is not even possible. We can't even imagine it because it's just simply not possible. But we can pray together to be counted worthy. Wherever it is that we are in our walk, in our sanctification process, as imperfect as it is, we pray that we are counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you at the only place in heaven that we could. And that would be right there at the wedding supper. And we give you all the praise, honor, glory. We worship you and thank you for the days that we're in right now where our uh, my personal mind is blown. Uh, and uh, the uh, events of the last several days have jettisoned me out of a state of uh, being a little bit disappointed uh, with how slow things uh, felt like they were moving. Moving, and now all of a sudden we seem to have, you know, turned on turbochargers in, in, in a kind of a metaphorical way. And, Father, we just want to thank you for that. As dark as the days are here, as horrible are the uh, events that are occurring around us without itemizing all of the ugly, Father, we have been given a, a present from you, an understanding of what we are to be looking for. And now we're actually seeing those items, those events, those things manifest, and it, there's nothing. Nothing more exciting than that. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless. Someday, before the presence of your glory, let us climb that holy hill, Father God, in Jesus' name, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Forty-four, thirty-seven. Praise God. Um, Austin, I don't see any sheriffs here at all. No sheriffs here. 
And they boarded these apartments up. There's still people in these apartments. There's people living here with their kids. Section 8 is paying their rent still. And they is putting these people out their house. Or boarding them up. Harvey is not the sheriff. Harvey has no control over them. They're not the sheriff. Y'all in here with no sheriff. Y'all boarding people up in their cribs. I'm calling the news. I'm calling the lawyers. This is so wrong on so many levels. Y'all not the sheriff. Y'all don't have the right. All right. Well, <clears throat> I was trying to get that queued up for uh, talking about it a little bit later, but hey, uh, looks like uh, the Lord had a nif- different plan there, technologically speaking. But praise Jesus, um, that there, believe it or not, uh, my ex-wife, who uh, at one point thought I was a absolute, totally crackpot, raving reptilian, believing lunatic. Uh, is now uh, completely 100% on board, and in fact, she's contributing to the radio show, whether she knows it or not. And in this case, I'm not exactly sure exactly where. I'm I'm looking in the write-up, but I do not see um, what part of the United States this is happening in. Harvey, it says Harvey Police. So where's Harvey at? Um, uh, Let me see if I can find it. Uh, City of Harvey. Um, but you kind of know it's the United States because, uh, oh, it's uh, Harvey, Illinois. So what you heard there was some people getting uh, pretty frisky uh, as there were others. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them maintenance men, but, you know, people with, you know, tool belts and stuff. And they were literally boarding up uh, the Section 8 housing area, you know, just like you saw in China. Can you imagine that? Uh, where China was going down, you know, certain neighborhoods and everything, you know, with the COVID stuff. And they were boarding people inside of their homes. Uh, So that's what you're hearing here with this woman. She's seeing all these men uh, taking plywood and and literally uh, bolting the plywood to the the buildings and locking these people inside these various uh, Section 8 uh, apartments. Okay, so that's what she's fussing about. That's what she's fussing about right here. There's people inside those buildings, and they're boarding them up. So, um, you know, uh, it's amazing all of the creepy, weird things that are going on out there. But uh, they are we are definitely not at any kind of a um, deficit for end times uh, uh, information right now. Now, because tonight is a Gary Wayne program show night, which we all love, um, and Gary is on a tight schedule, you know, 8 to 9, uh, and it's not because, you know, He's not a flexible guy or anything like that. It's just that he is a busy guy. And so he moves. He'll do uh, evidently several radio shows in some cases in a single night. And uh, so that lock between 8 and 9 is really important to Gary. So um, I want to give you heads up. Because the amount of material that I need to share with you this evening is going to surpass the 40 minutes that I have left before we need to bring Gary on the program, all right? Praise God. As a matter of fact, um, I was so busy collecting information because the information, the uh, end of the world, alien, creepy weirdness stuff is happening so fast and it, and it's and it's it's, it's like um, blood gushing out of an artery that's been cut i mean it won't stop and uh you know just about the time that they've set, that you believe that they've censored everything you go back and take another look at twitter and there's eight nine more videos that have been posted up there uh and it it's it's a, it's a never ending flow i mean it really is just a constant flow you can make a full time job out of just hunting down some of this information praise god so anyway um so it appears 
appears to me, now this is a guesstimation, but it appears to me that um, uh, after Gary's done around 9 o'clock uh, and, 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 and you know, we're able to immerse ourselves in that incredible uh, teaching uh, from his books uh, with his new book coming out, uh, you know, probably any day now if it's not already out. Um, uh, you know, then at 9 o'clock, uh, right, right around the time that Gary has to move on to the next place, um, we will uh, finish up the rest of the news. All right. Praise God. So um, I kind of have that budgeted into this evening. Uh, and um, I, I, I wanted to give you a heads up about it because, um, well, there's an awful lot of stuff going on. Now, <clears throat> all right. So um, you heard the thing about the people getting boarded up. But really what's mostly probably on I'm guessing, but I would estimate is on the vast majority of people's minds right now is the alien thing in Miami. Now, um, this it's a little bit difficult. You know, I don't know why, but I just keep getting more and more challenging shows, and that's okay. Maybe that's whatever. Uh, I was talking to Reverend Tracy Shellman and she's, uh, she was telling me, uh, I, you know, I, I, I said, I don't know what the word I should call it. You know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but you know, you don't want to really use the word curse. And she was like, Oh no, the right Bible word would be burden. So it's a blessing and a gigantic burden, uh, to, uh, you know, always have to be plugged into the, the ugliness of the end times, um, as part of the show. But it is at the same time also a blessing. It's a blessing because I get to bless you. I get to keep you up to speed on what's going on. I get to keep you excited about the things that are going on. Some people have told me that they would rather not even go out and look at the news anymore because they don't have time to discern their way through what's true, what isn't true, what's the, what is the relevance of what it is they're talking about. Is it relevant at all or is it a bunch of noise? Um, and so, uh, you know, I've had a number of folks, uh, you know, kind of tell me, hey, I depend on you uh, to keep me um, up to speed on the news. I'm just not going to sit there and try to filter my way through all the lies. And I told totally understand that. I have to do use uh, similar tactics myself, even when I'm doom scrolling through my finely tuned Twitter feed. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but, but, you know, it, it allows me to be able to root out, I think, the vast majority of the time, honestly, praise Jesus, um, uh, you know, the stuff that's just no good. Um, there's been an awful lot of reports out there that were very um, authoritative. They came out and they said, this is happening. The Chinese fleet of ships is going into the Red Sea, and they're going to take over the Red Sea, and, uh, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And that, but then I, I'm, you know, I've got such a diverse, uh, probably more than a, well more than 100 inputs coming into the, the feed, and I'm able to look at what, what is Iran saying? What is Qatar saying? What is, uh, you know, what is uh, Israel saying? What is, um, you know, the lying United States of Babylon the Great saying, you know, and, and be able to take a little sampling from so many different diverse locations, places, biases and stuff like that. And, you know, if, if there's an allegation made from a news standpoint that something really big is happening and there's only one person saying it, then I know that one person's going sideways. So I pluck it out. And we don't even touch it. And then there's the other thing I have to do, of course, to, to keep things on track is I have to, you know, there's so much apocalyptic, apocalyptic news. What do you report and what don't you report? Because really, there's only so much time. And and we all know that. We experience it on every every show. As a matter of fact, I just saw, as I was taking a last look at uh, Twitter before the show started, I just noticed um, 
uh, film, uh, you know, a video that somebody had taken down in Homestead, which is right outside of Miami, very recently, just within the last uh, couple of hours, I guess. And um, it was uh, the, the classic, um, you know, meteor-looking thing falling from the sky. Now, a lot of people will say right away when they see that the really super-duper slow-moving, big, bulky meteor coming straight down, they'll say things like, oh, that's a satellite failing. You know, a satellite is, you know, coming back out of orbit and, you know, heading toward the ocean or whatever the case is. Um, <clears throat> what was interesting about this particular particular one, now, I've known for years, and I've published articles all the way back to 2009 and 10, that these are um, fallen angel aircraft. Okay, these are spaceships, um, and you know, because meteors, you know, and falling stars, or whatever you want to call them, these things that enter into our atmosphere, they don't have two tails, and they don't go in multiple directions. Okay, but if it's a if it's an alien spaceship, and, I, and again, I'm using the, the term alien very loosely here because we have, you know, the life forms that are available or that are out there in the universe are diverse. They're very, they're vast, and some of them are in host bodies. Some of them are glorified, uh, some, but a bunch of them are fallen angels. A bunch of them are cursed. They're cursed. They're twice dead, as it says in the book of uh, Jude. Okay, and the ones that we're going to be, you know, up front, and you know, hopefully we're going to get out of here before we have to deal with them up front and you know, close and ugly, like the folks down in the Miami Mall did. Um, uh, you know, I hope we're going to get out of here before we have to deal with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm counting on it, uh, but that may not be the case, and um, so we're just going to have to buckle up and be ready for whatever it is the Lord has in store for us, um, and, um, and serve him, you know, and, and whatever way we can. And never, ever, ever, please never forget that doing good, being kind, giving people money to be able to buy food or buying their food for them, or you know, just loving, kind, small things where you're not looking to show off, you don't want anybody, you know, don't let the left hand see what the right hand is doing, out of the goodness of your heart. You know, it, you know giving in Christ, it, giving of yourself, giving um, and helping people is a love. It's a love thing. And that love thing needs to come from Jesus in you, which is love. It is love. And that's what God's looking for from all of us. Okay, he's not looking for us to set up a mega church and, you know, all this other, you know, that's not it. And also to pray for the lost. Okay, and again, I as I had mentioned on the Friday Night Prayer Vigil, you know, it, it, look, you don't need to pray any kind of like, high-tech fancy prayer like I do sometimes, you know, or most of the time, um, it's not that important. You know, just, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will send angels, uh, visions and dreams of Jesus down into the hearts and the minds of the lost people, uh, you know, at, at these different places in the world or whatever the case is, whatever, however you're led. But if it's coming from your heart and you're calling down that holy, uh, you know, that, that, that power, okay, those angels, um, uh, and, and, you know, into action on the earth on behalf half of our Heavenly Father so that you are in alignment with Isaiah 43:25, where it says, I, this is our Father speaking, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. So our Heavenly Father has designed the universe and all the laws of the universes and dimensions that we are a part of, and we are a major part of it, especially because God has designed it in such a manner that the saints called down the power, called down the angels, called down that. I mean, uh, it's just an amazing thing, Philippians 3.20. Uh, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works 
in us. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We're not becoming one. We already are. Amen. All right. So this is exciting times. Um, You know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have a hard time at work. It doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with a lot of earthly things. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be under heavy attack. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty certain, I'm reasonably certain that we're living somewhere in the midst of Daniel 7, uh, verse 25, and that um, we're in that period of time where the saints are essentially given over to Satan for a time. Um, You know, and it's going to get worse, you know, during the Great Tribulation. It's going to get awful, 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 awful worse. Okay. And uh, really horrible, just, you know, worse than Stephen King, The Mist, which I started to watch, but then got bored <laughs> because I saw it too much. But what, anyway, the point is, um, you know, oh, 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 wait, 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 one more thing. One more thing before I get into the aliens of the mall um, is um, uh, uh, I, I wanted to let you know that um, for any of you out there who use podcast applications, a lot of you do, that's good because it allows you to fast forward and rewind and keep radio shows and catalog them and do all kinds of things. Well, I I had a change of heart. Okay, after I did the prayer vigil show live um, on Friday night, which was gr- gravely interrupted by events that those who were able to listen live are aware of, um, uh, I started to to, it derailed me, completely derailed me. And it didn't, it didn't mean that there wasn't meaningful information that was, was given out and all that kind of stuff. That, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is I, because I was derailed and knocked off my game, um, I let too many cats out of the bag. Okay, some of the stuff that I said was unique and sensitive information associated with things that are uniquely me, and um, it's just not the kind of information that I need to be have. Ha- I need to have floating out there. The last thing I want to do is give a gigantic sword, of, you know, some kind of a fire sword to the hand of a giant demon, uh, you know, uh, uh, so it can come and make my life even more challenging than it already is. Um, so, you know, yes, I do have a target. That the size of the state of Texas on my back, that's for sure. Uh, I got it coming at me from every which direction, whether it be sickness, uh, you know, uh, look, it was my fault. You know, I went to Pennsylvania. I, I was headstrong. I, you know, I was too used to being in the house and safe and getting stuff delivered to the house. And I really just took it for granted. Instead of going up there packed with a nice, uh, you know, a uh, bunch of hydroxychloroquine so I could take a daily pill uh, and uh, you know, uh, doing like, you know, uh, shots of uh, colloidal silver every single morning and making sure I took my quercetin and my selenium and, and uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, and the vitamin C. The problem is, I you know, I, I let my guard down. I went up there and there I was jammed in a tube with whoever was coughing up whatever version of whatever is out there. And, and it wasn't COVID, okay, but the viruses, what ha- viruses mutate. It's just a normal thing. And when they're out there playing God with viruses and they're dorking around and creating, you know, all these Gila monsters out of, you know, whatever. What happens is you you have these, you know, mutations of mutations of mutations of mutations. 
and they get worse and they take on different characteristics and the doctors don't really know how to deal with them. Uh, fortunately, I have a really super great doctor and I uh, called the, her office. I said, green coming out of my lung. I need a Z-Pack. And bam, the Z-Pack shows up immediately at my Walmart. I didn't have to go in. Thank you, Jesus. And I have today, as of this morning, took the last one of my Z-Pack and I'm feeling pretty good. So I don't want to do a knock on wood thing or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just going to walk walk in faith and be praising Jesus that everything's going to be just fine and um, uh, and leave it at that. All right. Now, kids, are you guys ready? All right. Kids, kids, why couldn't the farmer grow an herb garden? Because he couldn't find the time. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and time. And kids, make sure it's all fresh and only use a little pinch. Even if it's a big nine, nine, you know, nine by thirteen pan of stuffing, make sure it's just a little pinch of parsley. No, no, you can use a lot of parsley, but the sage, rosemary, and thyme, just a little pinch. Okay, not even hardly a, a teaspoon. Well, a teaspoon would be good. All right, of each. Anyway, uh, kids, why should you never upset a pediatric nurse? Because they have very little patience. Right, kids? Very little, you know, pediatric little patients. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Okay, kids, one more here. Kids, why did the doctor bandage the patient's nose? Because when he smelled the roses, he forgot to look for the bee. There was a bee in the rose. Oh, come on, kids, work with me here. I want three out of three. Three out of three it is. Hallelujah. All right. So now let's go ahead and talk about the most um, controversial, um, certainly the most interesting um, of all the things that have been happening in 2024, the uh, super-duper powerful dynamic shifts associated with World War III, the increase of the threat, the, well, actually the increase of the war. And for anybody who's a student of war, we're no longer in the winds of war. It is war. In fact, it's a one, two, it's a minimum of a two-front war, but it's going to be more than that, really, because you've got Turkey bombing the Kurds at the northern part of Syria. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of bombing going on. Um, so anyway, and then, of course, the escalation that's going on up in Lebanon, and Israel's pushing Lebanon's buttons as hard as they can. Uh, we all know it's a conspiracy to start. It's an intentional uh, false flag sort of a thing. We've all known about it. We've talked about it. I went on Stephen Ben Noon's show to talk about it. He knew about it. Uh, we were texting each other when it was occurring on October 7th. Everything stinks to high heaven. We know, you know, we talked a little bit on the last show about, um, you know, the uh, Kate Kazarian, in the 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 Kazarian Jews, um, and and you know it's 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 you know the Jews that are not Jews, and it's all in the Bible, but it's hard to explain it to people because people are very myopic. You know they want the answer to be a Jews are good, or b Jews are bad. You know they they're people human beings are okay with that. Okay they like you know Mormons are good, Mormons are bad. Jehovah's Witnesses are good, Jehovah's Witnesses are bad. Uh, everybody that works at NASA is evil and worships Satan. Or everybody, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's always a generalization. Even though there's 30,000 contractors that work for NASA, I'm sure every single one of them. You know what? Dr. Fauci worked for the NSAID, right? Do you think he's evil? Do you think he's a walking, uh, you know, mass murdering Satan 
baby adrenal chrome drinking filthy animal from the pits of the bowels of Sheol from the bottom of Hades? Uh, you know, I mean, yes, of course he is. But does that mean that the other, you know, uh, 75,000 people that work at the NSAID are all bad, too? Of course not. And that's one of the things that we as human beings have a very difficult time. We want to generalize and say all of these people here are bad people and all those people over there are good people. You know, and it's it's it, it it's it's all it's never going to be A or B. It's always going to be C, all of the above. The trick is to be able to discern your way through it and not get caught by the human DNA hardwired trap of being myopic and trying to oversimplify a complicated situation and making this terrible mistake of thinking that everybody in Israel is evil and that the concept of Zionism is somehow this horrible, evil thing that needs to be eradicated from the – it's just not. It's, it's both. Because, like I said before on the Wednesday show, as an example, uh, a, a wonderful example, uh, even if I do say so myself, was John Todd's testimony. He was uh, a leader uh, in uh, the, th I guess they called it the 13th precinct or whatever of the Illuminati based out of Atlanta. Uh, before he turned into a Christian, he was, you know, a big shot there. And he carried millions of dollars of cash in, uh, um, you know, suitcases or whatnot. Uh, to the leadership of the Full Gospel Businessmen's Association to fund the beginning of the charismatic movement back in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s. All right, well, of course, from John Todd's perspective, even though that he was converted to the Lord Jesus and everything, when he came out and started giving testimony of the things that happened when he was working for the Illuminati to warn people, he warned people that the Full Gospel Businessmen's Association was corrupt and evil and accepted millions of dollars. He, he warned them that the charismatic movement was evil and it was all satanic and funded by the Illuminati because that was his viewpoint. The problem is God takes Satan's work, rips it out of the hands of the darkness, and turns it around for good. And that really messes with people's heads. So that's ultimately what happened. The Illuminati wanted to create a mess of things by funding the charismatic movement, and it, and it backfired on them and turned out to be one of the greatest uh, Holy Spirit-filled baptism of the Holy Spirit revivals that the uh, United States of America had seen since Azusa Street. All right, so um, uh, absolutely that's how God works. We've always got to be ready for the priest-to-ball moment, um, and it, it, it makes things even more tricky to discern your way through. And so what I'm seeing on my finely-tuned Twitter feed is an awful lot of people who believe they're Christians that, are, that have turned completely, uh, you know— this is all evil. You know, they're, they're anti-Semites now. You know, they're, they're totally against anything to have to do with Israel. They're totally against this, totally against that. Because they're babies in their walk. They're babies in their understanding. They might have big mouths. They might be intelligent. They might have popular radio shows. They might have thousands upon thousands or tens upon thousands or hundreds of thousands of listeners. Whatever the case is, it doesn't mean they're right. As a matter of fact, quite frankly, most of the people that are the most wrong I, I, you know, and yes, I am guilty of generalizing in this particular case. So, but work with me here, because it's a complicated subject. The but the people that are generally the most wrong about Christianity are the ones that have the largest audience. 
which, by the way, is prophesied in Peter, where uh, it talks about, I believe it's Peter, where it talks about itching ears. Okay, they will heap up for themselves, uh, you know, preachers and teachers and stuff like that. And I'll just go ahead and uh, find that scripture for you real quick. Itch, it, I'm just going to go um, plus ear star enter. Okay, there we go. Um and scroll it out a little bit and bring it up and yeah for the time will come and by the way this is a this is out of second uh, timothy 4 uh verse 3 take note of what this is saying it says for the time will come well if this was penned somewhere around 300 AD give or take through the power of the holy spirit etc whatever uh you know f- and 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 for the time will come well, guess what? What does that mean? It means that it, the time is not now. So at the time that Peter uh, was preaching this, okay, it was not true at that time. Peter was talking about an event of the future. The time will come when they, the believers, will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables like once saved, always saved, and all that kind of stuff. All right. So paying attention to key words like for the time will come, that little clause there is so important because it, what's it doing? It's pointing to today. We know that because we're running out of time. All right, praise God. Let's go ahead and we're going to talk about those spooky aliens at the Miami Mall. Okay? Um, and, um, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yep, yep, I got to find this. Okay, here we go. Let's... Uh-oh. See, you know, that that's, it's, that's really kind of an, it, incorrect, saying that they're here, because the reality is uh, that they have been here for an awful long time, and there's a whole bunch of more coming, too. The universe is a very big place. The Anunnaki races are going to be joining up. The I'm not, I'm not boy. This is a whole boy. I could do a series of shows on this stuff, and you know who knows? Maybe maybe we'll just uh, a month sometime and get three shows back to back. Move shuffle some of the guests around a little bit, and I'll do a, a kind of like a condensed version of the Luciferian Rebellion and the Angel Wars, and we'll be able to talk about the hierarchy and how you know like people they think of Satan as you know this nebulous beast that lives lives in this spiritual ether. But that's not really how it works at all. The Brotherhood of Satan, the Illuminati groups that gathered, you know, uh, and meet at these various places, and I'm I'm not going to break it down because there's all kinds of different places that they meet at, um, castles and things, and sometimes just really big homes of the wealthy, as you saw in the movie um, uh, um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, that kind of stuff. Um, the fact of the matter is that, you know, when you when I see that TV show on Fox called Lucifer, Bingo. The only thing that should be popping in your head when you see that, you know, advertisements for the the show called Lucifer is this sound right here. Because that is exactly what he does. You know, as uh, Paul said, uh, Lucifer himself, uh, you know, Satan himself can change himself into an angel of light. Well, what he does is he converts himself into a very good looking man, very similar to what was in the Fox TV show. 
And he shows up at these various um, meetings all over the place, pops in, sits down, gives them instructions, tells them who to kill, um, tell, you know, all that kind of stuff, gives them orders. And if they don't follow the orders, they, then he makes sure that they're killed. And he doesn't just kill people. That's the problem. See, or at least the thing that scares his followers is that, you know, Lucifer, Satan, when he shows up in these various meetings with, you know, these Masons and, and you know, Brotherhood of Satan people and Illuminati leaders and, you know, the Rhodes Roundtable and, you know, the House of Windsor and all these other creepy places, you know, these, he's, he's a good looking man and he's, you know, and, and they believe he's God. They believe it. They really, really do. Anyway, so, um, uh, you know, it's, it's important to understand the pecking order. How does it work? How, you know, who are they taking orders from? Uh, all that kind of stuff. And how Lucifer pits them against one another. So he'll show up at the meetings over in, the, in China and make them believe that they're, you know, and then he'll show up in the meetings over in the United States. And he pits them against each other. And he convinces them all that they're going to be so well taken care of because you are following me and all this and I am your and, you know, and all this good stuff. And they all expect all these wonderful things in eternity and they sell their soul to the devil and this, that, and the other thing. And they're like Taylor Swift standing in front of 50 gazillion people in a massive audience. And, and you know, and, and, and no, 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 he's lying. All he's doing is he's baiting them into the pits of hell so that they can be at the bottom of Dante's Inferno. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's get back to the aliens at the mall thing. I have an awful lot of material for just this this one topic. A, a lot of material. <clears throat> now, what I found out immediately as this was unfolding, because I was aware of it immediately. I mean, as the cars were pulling up, as the police cars, like well over 100 cars. Okay, as they were pulling up to the mall. And who sends 100 police cars with their lights flashing and sirens going to a mall for any reason at all? Nobody. Ever. So right off the bat, you're dealing with a situation that has never happened before in the history of the world, ever. And, um, you know, if it was a 20-person shooter and there were already 50 dead people laying around, they still wouldn't send 100 cars. So just through common sense process of elimination, you already know that you have a situation that is unlike anything that has ever happened in the history of the world, just by virtue of the presence of the cars. Now, the other thing that I found out very rapidly was that there was no media coverage at all. I contacted people that were part of my family up in Pennsylvania. Did you hear about what happened in Miami? Nope, haven't heard a word. Haven't seen anything on TV. Nope, not a word. So something as big as this never made it into any news report anywhere else. There was one uh, local news affiliate that reported on it, um, but, you know, it was all tongue-in-cheek, ha-ha, giggle, giggle, you know, they think it's this, and, you know, they always do that. But there was nothing, it, you know, this something of this magnitude should have been on Fox, should have been a breaking news report, same thing with CNN, whatever the case is, but it wasn't. Total media blackout. All right. So anyway, I wanted to go ahead and set, set the stage with that one thought, because without that one thought, it, that's a baseline thought. That baseline thought drives the logic that should be happening in your brain as you're analyzing the various things that are going on. Now, as part of my, I don't know for lack of a better term, training by the Lord, 
I, I'm not going to get into the, the, the testimony. And, and, and like I said, I, I did have to, you know, take down the purview. I, you know, I, I could go in and edit out the one section and then put it back up as a testimonial. Uh, and I might, I don't know. It just depends. But um, for now, I'm not. Um, I just don't have time and things are about to get real rocky at work. So anyway, um, and I do, I, I beg you for, I beseech you for as much prayer as you can squeeze out for me because I'm going to need it, folks. I'm telling you, I, like I said, when I say, when I, when I tell you, I got a target to size, a Texas on my back. I'm not kidding you. I'm not going to get into all the details. I got into a lot of them on the prayer vigil, but um, it's, 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 it's insane. All right. Now, all that being said, and, and I am praying for you. I am on my knees. I, I am fervently praying for every single one of you that we will all be counted worthy to escape these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. Hallelujah. If, if there, that is my number one most important goal. You know, there's people out there, they want to talk about the new millennium. They want to talk about the second Gog and Magog invasion. They want to, talk, they want to ask questions like, why is God leaving Satan or, or Lucifer or the devil, you know, back out a second time? You know, they want to talk about, you know, uh, you know the, the new Jerusalem, you know, and, and they want to talk about Jesus on a white horse in Revelation 19. They want to, they, 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 you know, they want to talk about all the, the different things. My focus is on getting us out of here before this place blows. We need to start looking at this planet as a big, big piece of C4 with a giant fuse that's already lit, because that's pretty much what it is. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be here for CBDCs. I don't want to get thrown into the FEMA camp, and I darn sure don't want to have my fingernails pulled out with a dull knife. All right, now all that being said, let's get out of here. And that requires us to be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High as much as we possibly can and being doing what God really wants us to do and praying for the lost out of the love of our heart. So pray hard for your heart to be filled with the love of Jesus first and the love of our Father as you, you know, and, and Jesus as your first love. And then, um, and then go from there. Work from that love and pray for people that are lost because you don't want anybody to go to hell, do you? Sure you, surely you don't. Okay, and I'm not talking about the shape-shifting reptilians and these entities that are murdering people like crazy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any of the tares, any of the demon seed from the land of Canaan. We got plenty of people in an 8 billion person world uh, that are lost, and uh, maybe many of them are searching for the Lord, and they just don't know where to look. Now, all that being said, there was a report, uh, a really great summary of what happened the night of the alien visitation at the Miami Mall. Um, now, before I get into too many details, let me just ex put this out there because it is another foundational fact. <sighs> And I could go and I could quote prophecies. I can back it with scripture. Second Ezra 15 verse 28. It's it's amazing. It's it's like I said. I could do three full three-hour radio shows on just this stuff alone. But suffice it to say that there are two different. I'm really oversimplifying. Two different otherworldly beings. There are those that are in host bodies, and you can shoot them with a gun and they die, and they bleed out and all that. Now, when they die, their soul energy goes straight to the pit, just like the giants, and they become demons immediately. They're twice dead. It's, you'll find that in Jude. Now then, but you also have spiritual beings. And the spiritual beings, you can shoot them with a gun and ain't going to do nothing. Okay? So there's two different, two different very um, in-your-face 
manifestations of otherworldly beings. In other words, their Earth, planet Earth, is not indigenous to their birth. So that's uh, as simple as I can make it. Okay, and um, these beings that were encountered down at the Miami Mall were the interdimensional type. Okay. Um, these aren't the type that they get at the, at the UFO crash sites and take over to Ellis Air Force Base and sit there and interrogate for a week before they you know, drop dead. Okay, the, this, these are spiritual, spirit, interdimensional creatures from the bowels of the pit. All right, now all that being said, um, Strange Sounds did a really good write-up of this, and, and what they said was there was a massive police presence for what was supposedly a fight amongst juveniles with sticks. You know, they needed 100 police cars, because after all, you know, those kids with sticks are just, well, so dangerous. And then it goes on and says, however, there were shots fired and reports of 7 to 10 foot tall creatures in the mall with people shooting at them defensively. So... Obviously, if you're going to go to the Miami Mall, expect people to be packing. <laughs> okay? And then it goes on to say the police scanners were cut off. That's true. The people couldn't reach their loved ones for several hours. That's true. The power from the local area was cut off, and there was a blackout around the mall uh, affecting 60,000 people. That's true. And the Miami airport was shut down. And eventually, only black helicopters filled the air. Now, as part of my exceedingly in-depth research on, we'll just call it the alien problem, um, uh, I studied for, you know, off and on for the better part of a couple of years, um, UFO crash recovery stuff. Okay, so they have... Black ops crash recovery teams that are, you know, nobody's allowed to know they exist. They're, it's totally, you know, need to know only. It's like Area 51 and the, and, and the underground bases underneath it and all that. Um, and it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, unacknowledged. They're unacknowledged special access programs. And the point I'm trying to make here is that these, um, you know, you're just simply not going – nobody's going to give out the information no matter who you are. You could be the president of the United States. It doesn't matter. They're never going to tell you. These, they have these special bases. They're, they may be a military base inside of another military base located in Brazil, located in you know, uh, Mexico, located in uh, you know, uh, Spain, located you – know, they're located all over the world, okay? and, they, and, these, and they're special ops. And so what happens is when they get a call for a fallen angel – by the way, that is the actual code word used by the United States military for a downed spaceship. They call it a fallen angel. Imagine that. I'm sure that's just a quinky ding. But anyway, um, and then a Chinook, which is the bigger helicopter that has the two propellers. They can carry amazing amounts of weight. Okay, they send the Chinook with a squad of uh, attack choppers to accompany it. Okay, and they send it. They swoop in. They carton off the area. They get all. They stop all the traffic. They put signs up. You cannot go past this spot. You know. They really lock it down tight. And then, um, and then the Chinook comes in, and they wrap this big tarpaulin around the 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 spaceship. Okay, and then they hoist the spaceship up with the uh, with the uh, Chinook helicopter, and then they take it off to like Ellis Air Force Base or uh, wherever they're going to take it. 
certain story and and tear it apart and look at it and do whatever it is they're going to do with it. Sometimes there's living, uh, you know, uh, biological entities there, like we've heard in the testimony of Congress recently. Uh, sometimes they're alive. Sometimes they're dead. Uh, they have protocols for how they handle them and where they take them and all that kind of stuff, too. Sometimes they're in host bodies. But these beings at the Miami Mall were not, you know, like that. These were more uh, spiritual, interdimensional, uh, demonic sort of beings, um, as it were. So there, you have both types, and both types are interacting with the military, have been, and the uh, these special black operations teams, a lot of them die from uh, uh, radiation exposure because, you know, these spaceships, when they come down and they crash, they, they, have, they give off, like, fantastic radiation. Um, but anyway, I, I, there's, that you could talk about that for hours because it's really a very fascinating subject. But anyway, um, all that being said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play. I can't, I can't even believe it. I mean, we, we got like four minutes we're gonna, before we're going to bring on Gary, which is awesome. But hang in there because I, as, you know, when Gary's done, and pay very close attention because we're getting to some really good stuff and we're segueing into the new book and it's going to, you know, super awesome stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Gary's going to join us and 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 uh, do as he has been kindly doing all along, which is awesome. Awesome. All right. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start out by playing this one lady's testimony. Okay. Um, and then I got a whole bunch more for you folks later on in the program after Gary's teaching. That's going to blow your mind. It's going to fry it. It's going to fry your mind. And then a whole bunch of other follow-on news that's about the end times, the world, the beginning of World War III. Well, it's not even the beginning of World War III. It is World War III, okay, right now. So um, the, we'll call it the progression of World War III. This woman was the very first one I heard make a commentary about the things that were going down, going down in the Miami Mall. Why don't we listen to her first, and then we'll bring on Brother Gary, all right? And I'm looking, oh, oh, no. I just realized that this uh, testimony actually is about eight minutes long, so I don't want to do that. I'm going to hold off because I want you to hear every word. Um, I have this one here. I'm just taking a quick look if there's anything I can use to share with you. Um, in the meantime, oh, man, there's some super good stuff. Yeah, see, that's a seven-minute one. This lady up here is an eight-minute one. Uh, there's some reading I got to do because some of the people didn't want to put up an uh, audio video, you know, multimedia thing because it was all getting taken down. Um, I have never seen in my 13 years of doing this kind of work, and I'm just going to round it up to 13. I'm going to round up my age to 62 because on March 15th, I'll be 62 years old. And I get sick and tired of splitting hairs over things. So I'm 62. Simple as that. And the show's been in, been doing its thing for 13 years, even though technically it's not for a few more months. Now, all that being said, I have enough audio bites right here to, like, fry your mind into another. But I want to let you know this, okay? This is critical, very important. In all the years that I've been doing this kind of stuff, and let me tell you something, folks. I'm talking about going all the way back. Do you remember the Aurora uh, movie theater shooting in um, uh, um, uh, Colorado, Colorado Springs. Remember that? Do you remember? You see, I, I remember all of these things intimately. San Bernardino. Remember San Bernardino? They they tried to blame it on a couple of uh, uh, patsies. 
that that had two hours to escape the town, but just happened to be driving down the road two hours after the San Bernardino mass shooting. Even though I had already collected a half a dozen testimonies of people that were standing right there and saw the paramilitary uh, personnel coming out after the shooting and getting into black uh, Tahoes and driving away. And they're standing right outside the building telling people on YouTube that they just saw paramilitary people with paramilitary gear come out of the building. So it was obviously a shoot. They, they, they were being taken out for a reason. But the thing is, they take that information. They censor it so quickly, so quickly, that if you're not right there collecting those testimonies immediately, they're all going to vanish before you can get your hands on them. That's just how it works. Well, I'm here to tell you that in all the years of me collecting terabytes of video testimonies of major events, Pulse Club shootings, I have testimonies of people saying they saw five people in the Pulse, Pulse Clubs shooting people up with their own eyes. Eyewitness testimony. But that's not what the police tell you, because they give you a bag of wind is what they do. They lie. Wait until you hear some of the audio bites that I'm going to be playing for here, uh, you know, once, once we get a, you know, share, you know our share, have our, <clears throat> thank you very much. The teaching from Gary shared with us tonight, which is a powerful blessing. All right, but I'm going to, I'm going to play for you some of these uh, audio bites, and you're going to be like, no way. And the answer is yes way. Um, and I've been doing this for a really, really long time, and I have never in my life seen such a military strike precision takedown of information as I saw over the Miami Mall. Never in my life. I've been doing this a long time, folks. When I say I have terabytes of video that's been censored and taken down from almost every mass shooting because they're never telling the truth. Never. And the only way you can get the truth is to get the testimony, the live testimony of the people that were standing there when it was happening. And they censor it. They get rid of it. They steal. They take their phones from them. They delete the videos. They delete. They get, and, they, and that's what they do. And you'll never hear it. Well, the Miami event, I have never seen the precision the counterintelligence, the speed at which they took down the, the videos, the videos and the testimonies, the um, the men in black. They had men in black going from place to place to place, and taking 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 their phones away. So it's a matter of national security, homeland security. People knocking with you know uh, the one guy was like getting weirded out, and going, "Why is there somebody outside of my house with wearing sun, sunglasses in the middle of the night?" And you know, and all this other stuff. It's because uh, the men in black were going around doing their thing, collecting cell phones, collecting you know, taking down uh, you know um, uh, posted videos and testimonies and all that other stuff. They literally shut down. All of the legitimate information within probably less than about 90 minutes. Absolutely astonishing. With It was top-notch, top-notch black ops, you know, uh, what they call mill labs, okay? Uh, the uh, the um, But anyway, without getting into all, all of the nomenclature associated with these dynamics, um, it was a takedown of absolutely astronomical high-speed proportions. Absolutely. 
And when you hear the audio that I'm going to play for you tonight, your mind is going to be blown. All right, now all that being said, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Gary uh, for this program tonight. I love these shows. I know you do too. I get the emails. God bless you all. And we've got to be getting super-duper close to his new book coming out any minute now if it's not already ready. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let's go ahead and bring on Brother Gary right now. I am, and uh, happy to be back for for another show. Happy to have you back for another show. Yeah, the uh, blog, you know, blog talk was had it was broken real bad, and they had uh, capacity problems over the holidays and couldn't get the uh, yeah. repairmen. Yeah, the repairmen were having you know they were having a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> so half their console was down. And, anyway, but it's fixed now. So praise God, and we're so happy to have you join us tonight again tonight, uh, Gary. God bless you. Terrific, and uh, and without getting together to fix the topic, it seems like we're generally on the same page for a lot of the shows in terms of the things that you're talking about when I come on. So we're talking about Chapter 48 tonight, and it's called The Alien Phenomena. So, yeah, nice coincidence, nice sort of segue with what was being discussed before and probably what you'll see afterwards And so we're going to talk about what I wrote about in my book a number of years ago. And um, just before we get into that, for people who are wanting an update as to where uh, the availability for book two is, the Genesis 6 Conspiracy, how understanding prehistory and prophecy helps to define end-time prophecy, uh, how understanding prehistory and giants helps to define end-time prophecy, uh, it is at the printers. It was at the printers in uh, late or early December, so it went through all the other queues. I'm expecting books this month, but I don't have a confirmation on that yet. So, But we are getting close, and we are going to beat the March 12th release date. That was a safe date to make sure that you don't miss it. And you'll also start to see, if you were looking for it in the past, there was a gold color cover on it. Uh, the redesign is now up. Uh, decided to have a differentiating from the marketing and sales team that take it to the publishers and stores and stuff to have a larger differentiation from book one. So if you're trying to think, well, geez, that's not the book I remember because you're looking for it before. It's just the uh, same cover, just different colors. So just thought I would update people on that. And uh, pre-orders are going fine. And you can pre-order off of my website to get a signed copy, or you can link over to farmsandnoble.com, amazon.com, amazon.ca to pre-order as well, or other online bookstores. The Kindle edition will uh, be available, not ready to pre-order, uh, and not up on Amazon or on my website. Typically, that uh, happens just before the printed product comes out. So once that link is there, I will have it on my website, but it will be available in Kindle. So, yeah, getting uh, very excited and uh, very happy with the response so far, and I think people will be happy with the product. But tonight is the alien phenomena. And uh, Jeremiah 51.7 is what I open up with because there's a connection in the end time to this whole biblical thing that we focus on and, and it's important to understand how the alien phenomena that we're hearing so much about these days uh, sort of fits in and 
we're leading in a direction where they're providing more and more information and confirmation, but there's it's done in a way for misdirection. And as you see more and more of this, you're probably, I would think from my speculation and what I wrote about in book one, is that this is part of the old, whole end time scenario of the fig tree generation, but more importantly, as we get closer to the last seven years, as Daniel 27 puts the whole last seven years for all the vision and prophecy for Israel to be fulfilled, in the bringing on of the Messiah. So look for it to be dovetailing into the globalist movement and the Babylon movement. And as such, Jeremiah 51.7, that opens chapter 48, the alien phenomena says, Babylon was a gold cup in the Lord's hand. She made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank her wine. Therefore, they now have gone mad. And it's going to feel like things have gone mad. But Babylon, and then I'm going to tie in the imagery in, in, in a couple of minutes, but the whole world drinks of this wine that's going to be welcoming the aliens. And just as the Roman church is already prepared and ready to start baptizing aliens, this is going to be part of the mix as we move towards that universal religion. And so the nations of the world are going to be part of this deception. And the churches are going to be part of the deception as well. And they're not preparing us for this in the churches. So we need to understand what's going on with this alien phenomena. And chapter 48, I wrote from, uh, you know, over a decade ago when I put that chapter together, is was talking from a perspective where you could maybe see something on the horizon starting to come and we're starting to get to that horizon as we get further into the fig tree generation and so the end times are going to require a diabolical deception and multiple deceptions of diabolical nature and that's an interesting word because that sort of comes from diabolos which is the Greek word, well, it doesn't kind of, it is uh, the source word for diabolical is, is diablos in its etymology. And that word is the word used in Greek for Satan. So just as Antichrist will have all of the power of Satan, look for the coming globalist movement uh, and the coming universal religion wants to baptize aliens is going to be promoting diabolical deceptions and diabolical means essentially evil genius so it is going to be um, something that we can't imagine and the alien deception is going to dovetail into all of the different uh, deceptions and delusions and lies that are coming and so much so that if God did not save us from the hour of trial, uh, all would be deceived. Uh, so when we say we can't imagine it, something to think about. We can't because the elect will be deceived if that were possible. And that's why Jesus will step in to save the elect. Now, as we talk about this alien phenomena, 
We need to understand that if you are preparing a generation for ultimate deception and you're starting to move into a level of knowledge and technology, the deceptions have to be tailored towards a highly technically advanced civilization, similar to what it was just before the flood and that level of angelic technology that we're just starting to catch up to and the angelic technology that is catapulting us forward at a level we've not seen before. And if you can't go through the news these days without AI and digital currencies and cryptocurrency and um, quantum mechanics and all sorts of things that are working in parallel lanes that are starting to come together. So for the alien phenomena to take hold, then this has to be a state of the art as in the seven sciences that originally merged with the angelic technology to parade the antediluvian world into apocalypse. So we'll have to have another state of the art deception. And so it's going to be required for a world that is been spoiled in not the traditional fashion, but the older term in, in almost like shakas and prepared and decayed and eroded, brainwashed into accepting. Because this is, a as I say in chapter 48, it's a deception for a dishonest generation, the godless generation, the fig tree generation, a specific generation where all the events that Jesus talks about will be fulfilled. So this is the state of the art, the seven liberal arts is the same as the seven sacred sciences. And this is the technology that is merging. Uh, this is the angelic technology that's merging with that. And it's being downloaded faster and faster and faster as they prep up their preparation to deceive the whole world. And the whole world will become drunk in the whole set of things. It will be a, a, a time of chaos and confusion with the light that they show us as the answer, which is their design solution for their contrived catastrophes. Uh, it will seem logical, but it will be the wrong decisions. It will be the train coming at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And so when we look at the alien phenomena, uh, we have to look at um, the UFO sightings and how much they continue to increase. And this is going to continue to increase. And up until we get into the fourth and fifth um, type of contacts in the, uh, in the alien mythos. So we're not only going to be communicating visibly with these but we're going to be interacting with them they're going to be walking amongst us just as the angels and the giants and mysterious offspring walked amongst us before the flood it's going to be an interesting time and they're going to have to have a way to sell all of these creatures whether or not they're created before the flood or recreated after the flood, whether or not they're saved in stasis, in the planet, off the planet, in another dimension, however they show up, they've been interacting throughout our ages. And that's what chapter 48 uh, talks in, in sort of detail and connecting the dots between the understanding of what they were in the past and what they are today. 
And so the spurious forces in the fallen angels who also have a changeling capability, as do some of the spurious offspring, will take many different forms to make it look like. These are bellious set of beings that are more advanced than we are come to save us and to have us join in their fight against the dark lord of the universe. And that sounds familiar. That's what a lot of the entertainment is 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 suggesting to this day. And this is, as I say, this is going to continue until this generation is completely prepared for that deception. So that means it can't get smaller in terms of scale or prominence. It can only get stronger, kind of like the sorrows do throughout the, the fig tree generation. And that if we look at where it was when I was writing the notes for um, book one, about half of the people since Roswell to that point in time, so let's say, you know, just after 2000, about half the people were prone to be biased towards accepting the ideology that we are not alone in the universe and that aliens exist and now that's up to 65 to 70 percent so they're starting to get to that critical mass and sometime over 80 percent typically is when that gets to a level that that whole ideology will become almost unstoppable except for help from god in heaven so we are moving in that direction one of the things we ought to keep in mind is when we talked about when I talked about the quantum computing and inter, interdimensional locations, it's, even though we might be sold to the idea that these are beings from other planets in our universe, in our physical universe, the most common way aliens show up is through portals and interdimensions, whether or not it is flying saucers, identified flying objects of whatever sort, uh, the demons coming from the portals on All Hallows Eve and other Sabbaths, you know, around the world, how they used to have a technology or a ritual to access these portals, just as the Raphaim, the Raphiu in the Ugaritic text had that ability, just as gods like Baal would uh, the head of the Pantheon and Baal in particular at Mount Hermon had the gateway, the cave to Hades, and that he would go to Hades every day in another uh, dimension as part of overseeing his realm as well as inspecting all of the areas under the firmament. And so we need to understand that they're going to be sending beings from us. They're not going to be from distant galaxies it's going to be these spurious beings created in the past in my understanding and they're coming through different dimensions and i would expect that we'll see significant different kinds and significant numbers and with a hierarchy of beings within that that there will be more advanced ones so they'll be like a, an army but it will be portrayed as uh, capability in terms of technology. And of course the fallen angels would be, and in their hierarchy would have that and 
as far at the top of the hierarchy, and we would know those as the Watchers and the Alien Mythos and the Anunnaki. Um, these are uh, Watcher angels from around the throne. So look for Cherubim, as in you know the bird-faced ones and the human-faced ones. You would have Seraphim. You have Archangels. You have Ophanim. So I would be looking for that for a plausible explanation of where these beings come from and why they're here. And it's been quite a ride since Roswell. And when you think about how fast they'd like to bring this about, um, they're not on the timetable that they want, but that doesn't mean they don't double down. They just keep going deeper, longer, harder, and it's part of the preparation. And so... This deception designed for a technically advanced society with corrupted through the angelic technology that's being delivered continually and upgraded continually is designed to catch us up so they think that we so that we will think that we can actually sit at the galactic table uh, as in Star Trek, or as in Babylon 5, which has an interesting sort of allegorical connection in that series that was out in the in the 90s on on, uh, on aliens and how humans participated with, with an alliance, uh, and then with two different forces that they were fighting against, similar to what happens in Star Wars. This is the type of ideology that they're going to be telling us and inviting us and providing us things to entice us to accept them. And so this is that generation that has been well prepared for this deception and people are hungry now for it. They've been made to thirst, to hunger for it. And they want this knowledge. They want this confirmation so you can feel it building. And so when we look at movies and entertainment that are coming out even though those are fictional stories they put in those stories how these things are going to play out and you just have to pick it out it's anything to do with conscious transfer anything to do with aliens anything to do with their belief system it will be what is coming so just as in star trek just as in um star wars you have this mystical religion that is the religion of the universe and all those who rebel against the dark lord of the universe as they like to call them or adane uh, as the gnostics and freemasons like to call them and so we need to we need to be preparing ourselves that this is uh, the scenario that's going to be set up so that we can recognize how we've been prepared and how we can start to sort of react on that. And they're going to be promising great technology. Only this time it will be front and center to the ones that the, to the technology that they provided behind the scenes, the ones that have been developed that we haven't seen yet. They will provide other ones. It could be in medicine for the curing of diseases. It could be uh, for longer life. It could be clone technology to make you like an immortal. It may be this interdimensional possibility that they're going to offer us that we, we too could travel interdimensionally as well through stargates or portals and things like that. 
And they're going to give us the mystical secrets and knowledge of the universe. That's what they're going to be promising. And mysticism fits into that religion. So we should expect it to be a mystical religion that you have to be part of the selected elite to learn this and to benefit from this. And that there will be two levels of the knowledge, one for the elite and one for the poor and the Christians who they'll persecute. And one that they provide for the people who follow will be like a public for it, it'll be knowledge for public consumption. It'll be like how drugs are distributed. It will be just for simple satisfaction and it's designed to keep people with their eye off the ball and the knowledge they provide to Christians will be simply, you are not welcome here's how we're going to take care of you. And it's not in a good way. They have not our interest in it. We will not fit in this new Atlantis that they are trying to bring about. So they're going to bring quantum technology, super advanced AI technologies. They're going to do all sorts of digital crypto, and it's all going to come with the demonic aspect to inhabit those things just as the image of the beast that will ultimately come will be a talking teraphim idol, and it will probably be operated by demons. And just as demons are controlled or come out of the mouths of the false prophets, Satan and Antichrist, expect them to be with the demonic, daemonic algorithms, the invisible algorithms and behind the scenes that they can control everything. Um, and make sure that what they don't want for information to get out gets out will be in play. So you see this 1984 high-tech police state being formed, and all of that technology is designed for control and isolation, control of the people for brainwashing, and those who don't for catching them and imprisoning them and persecuting them. We will go through tribulation because of this, because those of us who are wise to this are going to speak out, and we will be the enemies of the state. So all of this knowledge that they're going to be providing will include that there's this dark force in the world that we have to fight against, and that's the God and his loyal angels, and that this is an existential threat, lest we be wiped not only from the face of the earth, but wiped from existence and they be wiped from existence. So it's going to be a fight to the end ideology. But along with the knowledge that if we fight is, is that they're going to promise us through knowledge to become like gods so that they'll offer some sort of immortality or an evolution into godhood and unlimited knowledge, the two proponents in polytheism that it takes for godhood, immortality and unlimited knowledge. And it's designed to take people to seek enlightenment, as in the New Atlantis. And that, that seeking of the enlightenment is, is to advance your evolutionary process spiritually and into the way of Cain and the way of Tao and the way of mysticism. They have a lot of words that they use for the way. Understand that as one of the terms that they're going to be describing, just as they're going to take Jesus and say he was sent as one of those prophets along the way to godhood to help humankind advance. 
So expect a completely revisionist version of who Jesus is. They won't dismiss him. They'll just make him make that archetype manageable and polytheistic. So one of many like Confucius, and we've talked about that in the past. But you can see where all of this is sort of coming together. And just as it's been interwoven into the religions of the of the Jedi, let's say, in Star Wars with these warrior type of monks, that's what they want us to be, is they want us to be able to produce warrior polytheist priests who fight for their cause. And they'll be obviously the ones that are the good forces as they turn everything upside down and, and inside out. And so the immortality that they can offer is only in the physical world, but that's what they'll offer. The knowledge is not all the knowledge because they won't give you all the knowledge because knowledge is power. It'll be the knowledge they decide we can have, and it's all an illusion, and the angels don't know anything. It doesn't matter whether or not they believe or will tell us they can access what they call the divine essence that has access to all the knowledge of the universe and sends that through quantum entanglement through all dimensions instantaneously. Even if that were the case, that they had access to all of that, we would not receive all of that. They would only use it for their own purposes, and that's to make sure humankind does not reach our destiny and be destroyed and remembered no more. That's always been their goal. The fallen angels know since the resurrection that's not possible, but they don't tell their followers that. And that's an example of them not knowing everything even though they supposedly have access to all the knowledge of the universe, is they didn't know about the resurrection. Otherwise, they would not have had Jesus crucified, as the book of Corinthians talks about. So we need to keep that in mind. They're not all-knowing. They'll come off as all-knowing, but they are not. And so, not only along with this type of terminology, they're, you know, get used to the divine essence. Uh, that uh, is a representative of a Holy Spirit-like figure as a counterfeiting of the Holy Spirit and through the Atma particle as the the Vedas or the Atman particle, which is that female essence that provides this knowledge. And we would understand that in Gnosticism is Sophia, as the mother goddess of the 12 archons that includes Satan and the god of the Bible as they make that out, who form somehow nebulously with this male force of the of the universe to produce the 12 archons. And the theology that we're, they're going to take us on is philosophy on steroids. Philosophy is the love of wisdom, the love of Sophia, the mother goddess of wisdom. So look for that mother goddess thing to continue to increase and in all sorts of manners, and including invading Christianity of an acceptance of, a, of the mother goddess. As hard as that is to believe, it, it, it's going to be coming, I think. And that they would be helping others who have the ability to receive this kind of knowledge in ways that others can't to be the new leaders. And that they can work in a hive mind just as the giants did, just as uh, aliens are said to, to have telepathic powers. This is the hive mind that with like mind, the 10 Kings will hand over power to antichrist with. And it comes from that beehive queen, uh, ideology, um, 
and the queen of heaven with this ultimate knowledge and, and theology. And one of the reasons that God provided the hornets to discombobulate the giants, to break up that hive mind. Because the hornet is the natural enemy of the bee. So understanding we're going to get more bee allegories and bee queen mother uh, ideology coming at us along with the alien phenomena. It will come become wedded as one at a certain point. And in the entertainment that they're preparing us for and how the media is starting to spin it and how they will want to see the knowledge of the aliens come out will be in the format of what we've seen in the entertainment where once we discover we're not alone in the universe, we will come together as one people. And we will want one government. And to be totally unified, we will have to have one religion. And if we do not, the false prophets who are receiving powers and assistance from the angelic powers to create contrived catastrophes say, if we do not unite and form into this religion and go with these aliens, then we will be destroyed from the face of the earth just as the people at Babel were afraid of and why they were working together as one people and nothing they thought would do that they thought to do would be prevented them from doing speaking with one language, one religion, and one people, just as Nimrod was an archetypical Antichrist and Babel is the Hebrew source word for Babylon and the Babylon religion of the end time. And so unity is, will continue to be one of the buzzwords and those who do not fit, just as we see the political risings today in the, in the U.S. and Canada of people who oppose the progressives are the enemy of the state and therefore should have their rights taken away and be persecuted. They'll take that to a whole new level. The progressive movement, which is part of this whole globalist movement, uh, what we're seeing being planted with their ideology and takeover of all the establishments of government and religion are the seeds to the genocide. And they'll use us as a sacrifice to their polytheism disguised in this whole larger concept of catastrophes and deceptions that are coming. And so it's the Babel syndrome that we need to be aware of Babylon and the false prophets that will be coming out to make this way and to answer where we fit in the universe with these other forces and the catastrophes that come along that they predict because they've caused them. And this will lead to Antichrist, as we talk about as we get to the midpoint of the last seven years. And Antichrist will be at that ultimate level of alien beings as in the fallen angels who have been cast down in the war of revelation 12 that we'll see perhaps playing out within the heavens because heavens can mean within the firmament outside the firmament and in the dwelling place of heaven and antichrist will have the full power of satan at that time and he will participate in the star wars of revelation 12 star being an allegory for angels as it's used throughout the Bible, and 
In Daniel 8.10, we'll actually bring down some of the starry host and trample on them in Daniel 8.10 in the end times. So Antichrist will probably lead the people of the earth in this first battle and will look like he is, you cannot make war with him because of what he will spin as a victory in a battle along their way for this freedom that they're going to be asking for us to participate in. So when we look at these aliens, we need to be able to identify who, who they are and where they come from and that they are been with us all along in, in my understanding of how this hoax is going to come out. And what's interesting is, is, is that alien encounters today that we have, they have a dishonest connection to phenomena experienced throughout our history. And I'll just cover a few of them off so people have a better idea what I'm talking about. Is Aliens match the, the demons and fallen angels in terms of their behavior and their message. So we need to understand that. That's one of the markers. Aliens will, and they do not, and just as demonic, all forms of demonic and uh, spurious creation never affirm the deity of Christ, nor do they claim to come in his name. They will claim him as a mortal and one who has come on the way to help humankind evolve into Godhood, but not through the resurrection. It's a whole different process and a way designed to lead people away from Jesus and away from God. Aliens change their stories to delude man into believing their lies. So it's an evolving set of lies. It's kind of like Fauci is. It's on a need-to-know basis, and it's okay to lie for the greater agenda. And then they come out and say, well, we knew that. We just told you that. But here's the truth and why we told you that way. Aliens would claim to be from other planets as Jupiter or other galaxies, but know that they do not come from these solar systems and star clusters like Andromeda, Pleiades, and the probably thousands of other ones that they'll say. It's, they are interdimensional beings, uh, and these are advanced beings, but the spurious ones, as the offspring of and the creation of the fallen angels, are, are advanced, but not as advanced as the fallen angels, and they work within that hierarchy. But aliens can't continuously provide for their own immortality uh, within the physical world. So aliens and other beings in the past are always after an ability to renew their DNA, either for their clone beings or for um, just reinserting into their existing DNA to continue to survive because they have to work with illicit knowledge uh, because these are beings that have sworn allegiance against God and do not have the ability to maintain a physical body. And if they, once that body dies, they become disembodied spirits. And so they want to be able to continue to interact in the world. So they've been doing that through possession over, over the gener- generations and, and for regeneration of probably clone bodies of themselves uh, that are running to the end of that sort of a Xerox um, 
scenario where at some point in time it's been so many copies it you know it will not function anymore and they need new DNA and so aliens take samples from humans they probe them uh, they impregnate women they experiment they create hybrids uh, they come off as entities known as incubus and succubus they come off in all sorts of different ways uh, and visit in all sorts of different ways, from the paralysis to taking you into another location and, and into another dimension or into a technological ship of angelic technology. Aliens want humans uh, and man to unite worldwide to develop a new era of consciousness to prepare the way for Antichrist, the world religion, and world government. That will be the... At, the underlying doctrine of whatever propaganda that they're going to be providing. The aliens are not opposed to being worshipped by humans, and they seemingly want to be above humans as more advanced. They are not above us. They are below us on the hierarchy, but they have to turn everything upside down and inside out, and so we'll be more or less as their pawns on a chessboard. And that they need us to believe this as opposed to that we are designed to inherit eternity and to judge the fallen angels who have done crimes against us and their, and, and their spurious offspring. They deny God claiming they are the creators and lead man away from God. Everything that they will say will be designed to lead us away from God. Aliens will provide technology, but these advancements are two-edged sword and they are centered in the destruction of the earth, just as they want the earth destroyed, as it probably was between Genesis 1, 1, and 2. And that's the renewal of the earth in days 1 through 6. I know that's another rabbit hole, but just thought I'd throw that out, because in their belief system, as in the Shiva god or the Abaddon destroyer in Apollyon, is you need to have destruction to develop a new world that you have a new world rise out of the ashes like a phoenix and so they want that destruction but what comes along with that destruction is the destruction of humankind and wanting to wipe us out from remembrance from the from the book of life and so aliens also emit odors such as sulfur or iron smells or smelting smells and uh, this is something that starts to connect into uh, beings that have been with us for a long time. And when I was doing some research, I, I, I did a lot on fairies and elementals and things to see kind of how these things might fit in because they're in all cultures. And so in one, one of the books, and I quote this in, in, uh, in, in chapter 48, says, many of the less benign aliens of today, according to Easton, this one researcher that I uh, annotated, portray an eerie kinship to the likeness of goblins and gnomes of fairy mythology. Goblins and trolls were described with eyes like glowing coals, with withered crones, and only in Nordic legends were some fairy folk known to be tall and noble. Those would be the white elves, as opposed to the dark elves. Uh, and so in the Lord of the Rings, you see the, the Tuatha Dé Danann or the Shea people or Shaday. There's several different ways of pronouncing that. They're not fully giants, but that's who they're mimicking with the skin color, hair color, eye color, and, and larger position to the 
the elementals in terms of size and in hierarchy. And these were, and only in Nordic legends were some fairies known to be tall and noble. And in most legends, the fairy folk were small beings of mischief and evil. Trolls, goblins, gnomes, and other similar creatures come in many different forms and sizes. They have grotesque, fleshy faces with, and usually pretty hairy on a number of them, but there are different kinds. There, and I'll get into the different kinds. In the book one, I cover three different kinds of, of elementals, uh, and they have multiple kinds within the three groups. They have uh, good-looking ones, you know, like Tinkerbell would be one, just to use one random example. You have mischievous ones like leprechauns, and you have ugly ones like gnomes and, trone, uh, gnomes and trolls and dwarves and ones like that. And these beings, they did things a lot like the aliens do in their abductions. This is an alien uh, abduction that I quote in book one. And many have seen, have been taken away by the said spirits for a fortnight or a month together, being carried away with them in chariots through the air, over hills and dales, rocks and precipices, till at last they have been found lying in some meadow or mountain, bereaved of their senses. That's over 400 years ago. Flying chariots, flying saucers. Another encounter from more than 100 years ago that I put in the book um, described the encounters that included brilliant meteor-like vehicles that flew and was followed by a ring of fire small fairy-like beings that danced to music, all the while surrounded by brilliant lights. Again, sounds very much like an alien abduction. And goblins, elves, and trolls, and gnomes are known in mythology of the fairy culture as beings that are described as greys And these accounts of the gray neighbors in in that I quote in the book. I won't go through all the different quotes because I'm, I'm running out of time. When they kidnap for a fortnight, these are the same descriptions as the grays in the alien mythos. And so you see something similar to that description in the old Stargate series with the Asgard. And so it's that type of alien fairy connection that is going to be made, be made very well known that these aren't fairies. These were aliens. They've been with us all along. And elementals, um, according to the encyclopedia of the Bible, um, and I'll quote this, came to designate personified beings or elemental spirits. This could be simply personifications of natural forces or could be individualized as demons or possibly as angels. Elementals is defined by the Webster's Dictionary, and I just want you to know this information is out there. We just don't look for it. It says to that, uh, and also noting dictionaries are part of the seven sacred sciences, part of mysticism as the wisdom of the world that's run by the prince of this world, Satan, 
The nature the elementals are the nature of an ultimate simple constituent, simple pertaining to the rudiments or the first principles, pertaining to the agencies, forces of nature of its four elements, earth, water, air, and fire. And so it's those elements that I named which are connected to the four groups of elementals. And there's one additional one that I don't cover in the book. And these are called salamanders, and they are serpentine, um, reptilian type of beings within the hierarchy and within the alien mythos. And elementals and mysticism are, are subhuman nature spirits, just as all of these are created by the gods and all of polytheism around the world is the same legacy on all continents around the world. And who knows what we'll find on Antarctica. They're created in the same way. It's the same three groups on all cultures, all continents around the world. It's where they were here before the flood and they were here after the flood. And for people who want to know about, is there little people talked about in the Bible? Not a lot. Um, but I'm going to come back to the elemental connection in a second. But know that in Ezekiel 27:11, there's the Gamadim, which fight in the towers uh, in the time of Ezekiel. Uh, and so the Babylon um, uh, Empire that's rising, and these Gamadim are fighting in the towers at Tyr. And this is uh, a plural for Gamad, which means a cubit or a span. These were little people that were warriors that were fighting even in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, in the time of Babylon's rising. So elementals are a fourth classification of fairies, with the first three comprising of opalescent beings, which are the fallen angels that were exiled from another planet, as the mythos goes. So you see the alien connection even in the fairy lore that were led by the proud fairies. Then they created earthborn fairies with the Tuatha Du Danan, the giants, or the Datanu, or Datanu, uh, and the Rephaim, as they're known in the Ugaritic text and in, and in the Bible as the, the Rephaim. And the shades and the demon spirits they also created as, a, as extensions of that creation. So this, this information is out there. And there was a minister in the 1600s, an ordained minister and, and prolific writer for that time. He collected documents on fairy abductions. Uh, and he was in a book called The Secret Commonwealth. Interesting sort of term. And these fairies lived in tribes and orders, fought wars amongst themselves. And they have the ability to uh, intermix with humans and they're they are what he describes as um, living amongst humans as betwixt man and angel. So something in between. So he said these things were also subterranean beings. And that um, they did not profess a religion, um, fled, but did flee at the invoking of God or Jesus. And they had the smell of iron because it reminded them that their fate was in the lake of fire. We always need to keep focused on that. So when we start to get into the understanding of these elementals, and I'm going to bring that back to the Bible before we finish, um, the elementals are um, 
Understood. I'll, I'll go right into this one little bit here about elementals in, according to uh, Blavatsky and elementals are defined in Isis Unfail. They are creatures evolved in four kingdoms of the earth, air, fire, water, and called by the Kabbalists, gnomes, thylifs, salamanders, and undines. And there's other names in other cultures for the same beings. And they are... Uh, impure beings and they're living adepts of magic and sorcery to produce desired phenomenal phenomena results and they are popular in mythology and folk tales and they're called by many many great names as i said they're also included in that are fawns elves browns pixies and there's numerous ones in each of the three categories they are not disembodied human spirits but they're distinct creations in their belief system. They have their homes in the astral sphere, sphere, but are found commonly in the earth. So they are in another dimension. They're coming through portals or they're living in underground facilities, probably both. Those that live in the water are called nymphs or undines. Those in the air, sylphs. Those of the earth, pygmies or gnomes. Those of fire are salamanders. Nymphs and undines look very much like humans. The others differ to varying degrees. In the Kabbalah and other Jewish secret books traditions, the elementals are presented as a middle race of beings, which by a general name, the Jews called them the Shadim. And the male were the Ruchin and the female were the Lilin. This is in Jewish Kabbalism, mysticism. They are really the lowest and the and the dregs of the spiritual order. So they're below the Nephilim, they're below the Salamanders. And taking this back biblically now, we can look at um, a few passages that uh, really will help us sort of understand why we need to understand them. So we've got Galatians 4, 3 and 4, 9. And in 4, 3 it says, even so, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. Or nine. But now, after ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye against the weak and the beggarly elements, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? So these are elemental forces that the that the Bible is is discussing. And when we look at uh, how they're being personified in, in the bottle. These are personified beings and elemental spirits. And they could be um, understood as element as the Greek word stoikion in the New Testament. It's defined as something in an orderly arrangement, a first thing belonging to the whole of a principle, heavenly bodies, primary aspects of the physical world, and primary to us, the primary principles of arts and sciences. And so these are elemental beings from the beginning and the first principles. And the principalities and the fallen angels are the ones who created these beings. They are pertaining to the rudiments and the first principles. So when we're dealing with elementals, you might see the same word as, as rudiments. It's meaning the same thing. So we get this order of beings that have the ability 
to rule over us through the authority of their patriarchal celestial mafia godfathers. And when we understand that the Bible takes time to tell us that um, we need to be aware of these rudiments or these elements of the world, um, it's important that we take it to heart. And so in Colossians 2, it's talking about um, the understanding that, you know, and I'll just read it. Beware lest any man spoil you through the philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So it's not after the elemental parts of the world. It's the rudiments, the elementals of the world. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Wherefore ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world. They're leading us away from God with their knowledge in bondage. Why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? In verse 18 in Colossians 2, Let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and the worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. And these rudiments, uh, as it's used in Colossians and the KGV, goes back to the same stoichion and with a, an element as being a primary being uh, and, and spirit of this world. So this is a demonic hoax. This is an angelic hoax. And they're going to be walking amongst us, just as the polytheist versions told us about before the flood. So again, Jesus warned us about this. It will be like the days of Noah, both 600 years before the flood and 350 years after the flood, both with the parent gods and the offspring gods. They both did the same crimes. They all ended up going to the abyss, but their offspring survived. either through recreation after the flood or survival in the earth, off the earth, on another planet, somewhere, somehow with angelic help. They walked amongst us both before and after the flood. They will do so again. And we're on the precipice of seeing that come out, but it will not be a blessing. It will all be designed to deceive us and, be, and follow away from God. And it will be compelling. And so that ends my presentation for tonight. Uh, hopefully um, you'll take some note. I think we need to be prepared for ever-increasing propaganda and preparation. And soon we'll be, the, we'll be called alien deniers. It's their MO. There's aliens everywhere. There's aliens everywhere. We need to be prepared. They're coming. They're, they're, they're at the mall. They're, they're hanging out everywhere. They're, they're buying up all the uh, um, lingerie. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you again so much. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably, right? Dag nabbit. Um, uh, but anyway, thank you so much, Gary, for joining us tonight. What a powerful and perfect timing, once again, uh, in, in uh, harmonious synchronicity, if you will, with uh, the things that are actually happening around us today. And, um, you know, it, it's really awesome to um, be able to build out that foundation of understanding as these things are, are becoming real. Uh, in the world around us. So anyway, again, uh, we cannot appre- we cannot extend enough appreciation to you, brother, for uh, taking the time and sharing all of this awesome information with us. God bless you. Terrific. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gary. All right. So now um, let's go ahead. We're going to blast in. I'm going to go ahead and k- kick off this testimony. This is the first one that I heard last night. It is eight minutes long. That's okay, but it's worth it. I, I really like this one, and I like this lady, and she's real big on the uh, news of the weird. So let's go ahead and bring her up and hit it. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. All right, now I'm still not getting audio. Round all things stated here are purely speculation. I okay, honestly here we cannot go. believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Oh, silly me, before we get started, guys, Tiki Talk, this is purely for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> We're just goofing round. All things stated here are purely speculation. Just having fun. You are going to want to see this because there is a very good chance, at least for the next few days, you will not see this anywhere else but right here. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure what part of this story bugs me most. The fact that we actually now live in a world where something like this could happen, the fact that we actually live in a world where something like this could happen, but at this point, none of us will even be shocked, or the fact that something like this could happen in our world, and not a single news media has broke this story, not at all. In fact, if you Google search it, it is quite a difficult find, which is all that much more suspicious with the story of this kind of size, this magnitude. And yet, here we are. Hang on to your britches. It's going to get real. A couple of days in Miami, Florida, at a mall, the local police were dispatched to the mall for an argument, a fight that broke out between juveniles. Juveniles, they say, had sticks and fireworks. Oh, my. But ultimately, the call, what they claim was the call, the reason for the police officers to arrive at the scene, was due to a fight that had broken out between juveniles who had sticks and fireworks. But, Auntie, why do you care if that's on the news? That isn't a big deal. No, my friend, no, no, it's not. It is definitely not that big of a deal. I agree with you, and it is definitely, definitely, hands down, not a big enough deal for the local Miami Police Department to show up on the scene just like this. Right? That seems like a lot of officers to show up, but my friends, that is not anywhere near all that came. And once you understand and you hear the eyewitnesses' stories, I believe you will at that point understand a little bit better as to why so many police officers, probably a hundred, along with choppers, black choppers from the PD, patrolling the scene from above. And according to witnesses, eyewitnesses there, the Miami police was not dispatched there for a juvenile fight. And the obvious need for such an enormous police presence was far more sinister than what we've been told. As multiple witnesses claimed to have seen, I can't believe I'm going to say this, creatures that stood 8 to 10 feet tall, walking outside and even inside of the mall. And the pew-pews that were reported and even the pew-pews you might hear in some of the videos had nothing to do with the juvenile fight. According to these witnesses, it was actually the mall goers shooting to protect themselves from these eight to 10 foot tall creatures in self-defense.
It gets better. Along with the ridiculously high number of police officers that arrived on the scene and the helicopter flying above, apparently after this incident was phoned into the police, the Black PD helicopters were the only things flying that night in the Miami sky. As the Miami airport was shut down, still no flights going or coming at Miami International, only one PD helicopter patrolling the area. The absolute lack of this story anywhere is absolutely driving me mad. On my Google search, I found nothing. I found crickets. Uh, ironic. Even my ex, <laughs> not my ex, even ex let me down. Well, my ex let me down too, but that's a whole nother story. As when I searched on X, this is what I found. No results for people shooting at Miami Mall, eight to nine feet tall creatures. Okay, valid. Let's remove the obvious. Do another search without the eight to nine foot tall creatures. Well, now that's suspicious. Still no results for Miami Mall shooting January, 2024. Now that's very suspicious because judging by the size of the police presence, the helicopter, but wait, there's more. You would think even X would have one post about it, but nothing. Thank goodness for social media though, because where would we be in situations like this when the media chooses not to report if we didn't have incredible people going to social media to post details about it themselves? Can someone confirm they've cut the police scanner? Check flight tracker, doesn't look like any flights leaving or coming into MIA. You can see the helicopter doing loops. Yes, they cut the scanners. Multiple people claim they saw eight to 10 foot tall aliens or very tall zombies and it caused shoppers panic. There are now black helicopters flying and everything is blocked off. Power has also been cut in a few blocks and at the mall. So you're gonna tell me that the police literally cut the public's access to the police scanners all because some juveniles are fighting with sticks? Okay, and they're gonna cut the power not only to surrounding areas but also the power to the mall itself. So much so that 61,290 homes are without power at that time. On Reddit, we found anyone following what happened in Miami last night, apparently mass sighting of seven to 10 foot tall creatures. Flights halted, police radio cut off and helicopters patrolling. So are you really telling me that they're hoping, they're praying that we are all going to just believe this? Miami police, a large fight broke out involving several juveniles, some of whom may have been armed with some kind of sticks. <laughs> police are still continuing their investigation at this time. Okay, you know who else is doing their investigation at this time? Me and the rest of the world. You cannot be serious when you tell me you're gonna cut the power to the mall and multiple homes in Miami, shut down a whole A airport, no planes in and no planes out, have hundreds of police officers sort of storming the mall, rushing to the scene, and black PD helicopters scouring and patrolling the area from above, all simply because of a juvenile fight where some of the juveniles were armed with some kind of sticks. Uh, no, sir, I kindly reject this. I do not believe this at all. So guys, I'm curious, what are your thoughts? Because to you, does this look like the type of police presence that would ever be warranted or required for a fight between juveniles with sticks? All right. <clears throat> and um, she's shown the headlines, massive police presence, Bayside, Marion, uh, Bayside area of Miami, Florida witnesses claim that they saw creatures uh, or beings walking the 
helicopters are now also on the scene. Now, if you're able to physically see this, if you have seen the uh, aerial the view uh, and videos of the mall while all this is going down, it is. It, there's nothing in my in my personal opinion, unless I'm proved otherwise. I will make the statement that this has never happened in the history of the world. Again, I'll say that one more time. It has never happened in the history of the world. All right. So anyway, we'll go on to the next guy or the next individual. This man uh, claims that his father is a sheriff in the Miami-Dade Police Department. So he was a leader uh, on site at the Miami Mall while these strange creatures, these alien beings, were walking around scaring everybody and grabbing all the lingerie at, uh, you know, uh, Victoria's Secret. But anyway, um, so let's listen to what this guy says. This is very fascinating because, you know, he's kind of, th- you know, he knows it's going on. He's like, hey, my dad works there. He's obviously going to be there. Let's see what he has to say. So here we go. Let's see what his dad, this guy's, this man's dad had to say as a sheriff on the site. How have I not heard about this? My dad's a police officer in Miami. And I mean, like, he's even running for sheriff, and I, I just talked to him. He didn't say anything about that. Hey. Hey, did you, uh, have you been seeing the alien stuff? Did you see that in the, at, at Bayside? Are you serious? You're, you're joking. You're joking. Did they tell you not to talk about it? Can you, can you at least say, like, whatever, so, okay, so they're saying it's like a, um, like a fight broke out. Why did they send so many police cars? Are you serious? You can't say, you can't say any? You're no help, dude. All right. So anyway, that's now over. One minute, five seconds of a guy talking to his dad who was on the scene, evidently at the time. And the only answer he could get back from his uh, Miami-Dade sheriff police running for sheriff, evidently, uh, father was not allowed to talk about it. 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 Okay, so it. The plot thickens. Now, this individual, uh, after giving his original testimony on TikTok, uh, was later, later had recanted his testimony. Now, as the night moved on, as the hours passed by, the men in black got brought in. Uh, the um, the uh, military crash site recovery specialist, the, the black ops personnel, the, uh, you know, it got real creepy. We're talking about just like a big old, you know, flying saucer had smashed into the mall and they, you know, that kind of a deal. All right. So what happened was what what always does happen is when a person comes forward and they were there and they tell and, you know, they're on social media or whatever, telling everybody this is what happened. The men in black show up at their house um, and they say, essentially, you know, we're, we're with Homeland Security as a matter of national security, and we need you to take, you know, recant. And in, the, in this guy's case, about three hours or four hours later, he did recant his testimony, but everybody knows that he was forced to do it. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, so let's go ahead and take a listen to this guy's original testimony, which happens to be one of the more detailed ones and one of the more – there's a bunch of them. And there's more ones. There's more coming out now. Even as we're doing this radio show, there are more 
testimonies getting published uh, and posted on Twitter. So this is going to drive the men in black crazy. This is going to drive the military uh, black ops and uh, military industrial extraterrestrial complex nuts. But let's go ahead and listen to this, guys. This this was one of the first guys to come out with a eyewitness testimony very shortly after the uh, story broke uh, to those of us who are paying attention. Here we go. All right. So since nobody's going to talk about it, I figured, you know, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was, uh, and there's a lot uh, of cousins. in Miami Sorry. for uh, the New Year's. You know what I'm saying? Me and my girl, I got a little timeshare. We was down there on a, um, like a mini vacay, you know, just to start the New Year's off right. So anyway, we had, we happened to be at that mall. So um, we had Foot Locker or whatever. Next thing you know, you start hearing all this commotion outside. Sound like fire, like firecrackers or something. So... You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I grab her close. I'm like, yo, we about to get up out of here. Because, I, you know, I originally thought that they were shooting. You know what I'm saying? I thought, you know, some type of um, gunfight had broke out, whatever the case is. Because, you know, we're not familiar with Miami. We're not familiar with the city. So I'm like, damn, I ain't even got my blick. So, you know what I'm saying? We about to, we about to, we about to swerve. Next thing I know, it's like crazy. Like, we just see all these people running. Like, you know, uh, fat, fat, fat chicks. You know, old ladies, like, I'm talking about moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, old people even move. I'm talking about moving. So, you know, my girl, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, fuck all that. We out. Like, I'm not going to ask no questions. We just going to follow the crowd. Next thing you know, you know, real, like, gunshots start going off. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we trying to we trying to follow the, follow the crowd, get out of there. I look back. I look back. No cap, yo. No cap. I look back. It looked like, like, like a big-ass shadow. But it was solid at the same time, like a few, like a few shadows. But they were solid at the same time, and them, it's, it almost looked like they was coming our direction, like they was chasing us. But they was disappearing and reappearing closer. So I'm like, yo, what? So we start really moving. Next thing you know, we start hearing more gunshots. Like these dudes start firing at this shit. Get outside, mad police, all that. You know what I'm saying? They start the police is like trying to get all the people that ran out the mall. They like trying to like. Um, detain these people, whatever. But, you know, me and my girl, we ended up just, you know, sliding past all that and everything like that. But, you know, a lot of people saying, why didn't nobody film and all that? When that type of shit is going on, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that, like some paranormal, nobody thinking about no phone. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going survival mode. But for real, for real, they lying, yo. It was, they, all them, all them officers and all that, they was not there because of um, no kids fighting. It was really some, it was really some like movie shit going on in there, yo. So, you know, that's what it was, yo. So. All right. So that was the very first highly detailed testimony to come out uh, while, you know, crazy people like myself uh, are probing Twitter like a, you know, I mean, I was like doom scrolling, doom scrolling up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And I found this guy and I was like, bam. Uh, And anyway, so you heard it and um, and uh, very, very detailed and aligned really with with what everybody else says as well. Now, um, shortly after this guy was caught up, the men in black caught up with his 
his guy, um, you know, and they were they convinced him to recant, uh, you know, of course, and whatever. That's just part of the game, uh, and it's it's standard operating procedure, by the way. This is very very normal for these types of situations. Well, another fellow comes out and he's like, you know, puts up uh, a testimony on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if it was on uh, TikTok first and then got injected into Twitter or whatever the case is, but uh, it says aliens in Miami. I was there. So let's listen to this guy's testimony. Hold on just a second. Okay, we got that guy. We got this guy. Okay, hold on a second. So we're going to go ahead and play this. Man, what's up, y'all? I'm here to set the record straight, man. Like, I literally have been getting interrogated by the Miami Police Department for days, my dude. I look, look at me. Um, it is really aliens. It's really aliens. And I cannot believe... It's really aliens. That's what he said. The police department is really going to try to make it seem like they had all those police cars and stuff out there over some kids fighting, y'all. We talking about three and four blocks. We get in... We, they asked us... First, they asked us what we saw. It was me, two of my cousins, and one of my homegirls. All three of us being basically locked the fuck up. I ain't trying to get in trouble or nothing like that, but I'm just telling y'all, man. This shit is so real, man. Like, everybody saw it. There will be more reports coming out. There will be more reports coming out on this, man. But I just wanted to go on record and speak my truth. You know, they asked us not to speak about it. Any any blog site, any news site, anybody who wants to talk to me, please get in my DM, man. Because that's the only way I would tell my whole truth. But I just want to let y'all know, man. Aliens are real. It was three of them. And we couldn't believe it. Y'all like this video. Get this video trending. And I'll post my own cell phone footage. They tried to actually take my cell phone footage. You know what I'm saying? I showed them that thinking that I'm helping the world. They trying to get, they trying to delete it. But once you delete something on your phone, they have recent delete. Recently deleting, you had to put your password in. I wasn't able to. I wasn't willing to get in that. So, and y'all get this video to where it need to be, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go crazy. All right. So anyway, there's that guy's testimony. Uh, now I'm going to read you a written testimony that was being put out there while they were yanking down and censoring videos uh, like the two that you just heard. Um, so this stuff is all happening in real time. I mean, stuff is just getting yanked down, yanked down, yanked down, yanked down. And um, this guy's gone. He, this guy was like totally gone. Now he was doing text. Okay, so he didn't put up a, a video on Twitter. What he did was he's like, these guys are not going to shut me up. These guys are not going to shut me up. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you what what what. I I saw what happened, and, and but he was using text. 
Okay, so of course they're looking for people putting up videos, and this guy's just slamming tons of text out. He says, I was at the mall yesterday, and the government is lying. There were no kids fighting. Everyone started panicking because these gray creatures were walking around. They didn't make any noises or sounds, but stared and watched you move. I tried to take a video, but, and then it, uh, then it, it goes, uh, but every time I, I would try, uh, it would just bug out. In other words, the equipment would get all foggy and weird and just like, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, Something of the fourth, fourth kind. Okay, and it goes on, um, and close encounters of the fourth kind. So anyway, it goes on, he says, uh, they set a, a perimeter and wouldn't let anybody in or out unless they went through their uh, photos. So again, the uh, police and military that they had at the various doors and inputs and outputs of the, of the mall were, were stopping people, grabbing their phones, either confiscating their phones or going through everything and taking, you know, making sure the, the pictures and videos were deleted. We were visited by aliens, and the government is covering it up. They were about six to seven feet tall and walked very slowly. They could turn their head around completely, and it seemed like they could change form, like they didn't have any bones, and they could bend their bodies in whatever, uh, um, in whatever way. No fingers or feet, just arms and legs. They could also seemingly teleport. They, they weren't walking around normally, but instead disappearing and then quickly reappearing somewhere else. This allowed them to walk through some of the glass and display in the mall and through uh, walls uh, w w w in which they couldn't escape even if they wanted to or, it, it, uh, it, you know, it, no, wait a minute, um, and, and through walls. You couldn't escape if they wanted to kill you. They grounded all flights for a period yesterday. They shut down the police scanners in Miami area for hours. It wasn't uh, international. Uh, I'm sorry, it, was, it wasn't intentional. They had no choice. Whatever these creatures are interfered with electronic why is there no video of this fight um, that th this fight that they're talking about it says this was posted earlier and I cannot verify the authenticity all I can tell you is that that looks very similar uh, to uh, the uh, creatures that were reported that I saw he said no fingers or legs automatically consistent with with beings that glide and, and uh, as opposed to steps okay so th there's a picture of a being that looks suspiciously like the alien from the Courtney Weaver aliens uh, franchise during the 80s. And he goes on to say, people have been walking up to my door. Okay, these are all individual posts, okay? He says, people have been walking up to the door of my apartment all night. Sunglasses on for some reason. Why would they be wearing sunglasses at night? I'm arranging to, I'm, I'm, I'm arranging to leave the area. I don't know why he said he's arranging, but that was his choice of words. Anyway, these are men in black. They're coming up to his house. He doesn't know what men in black are. And, you know, it's middle of the night. It's dark outside. And they're wearing sunglasses. Very typical MIB stuff. And he goes, uh, I am willing to share my story to um, to uh, one person enough to share the truth without having to, uh, to fight to be believed. I just don't know where to start or who the best person is to share, th share this with. Um, I did not ask, nor did I envision this type of response. But there are some so there's something fishy going on. Alaska Airlines panel blows out out of the Boeing 737 Max. Las Vegas, Miami, pay attention. They're here. Also, the community does not uh, surprise me. Uh, it's why um, I said the government was lying and covering up uh, the the, the uh, UFO community, uh, covering it covering it up from the UFO community. Another person who put text up on there instead of an uh, audiovisual uh, 
you know, media, uh, said um, about two hours after that there were men in dark suits going door to door threatening people to not talk for a mat- because of a matter of national security. So there's your men in black uh, claim again. Okay, and then the next post, of the individual says, my girlfriend lives there. She is in Hialeah, only 10 minutes away from the shopping center. She could hear the sirens and helicopters. Uh, within a couple of hours, there were men in military uniforms going door to door it's co- and confiscating people's cellular phones and recording devices. There, There is definitely something going on that's being covered up. Then another person writes, these gentlemen are aliens. Um, uh, they look armored like Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I have, shot, uh, I, I have shot him twice, and he does not fall but rises and disappears. We are frightened by what is happening in the, in the community. Village leaders, Hiro, red, red, very hard name to pronounce, uh, Avia said, their color is silver, their shoes are rounded in, in shape, and with that they rise. They float on uh, a meter high and have red light on a, on, a, on a part of their heel. The head is long, his mask is long, and his eyes are half yellowish. And with that, the, 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 you see well, uh, you see well and then and leave. He goes, these are experts at, ex, at escaping. So that, this, that's this person's write-up of what, what it was that he experienced and was evidently pretty close to these entities. Alright, so now um, uh, this is a person's rendition of um, um, uh, it, it includes a bit of the testimony. It's only a minute and 26, so we'll go ahead and listen to this guy's uh, little blurb. Let's bring it up. Okay, come on. We'll try it again. There we go. All right. And this guy's making a commentary on... The state government this. doesn't want you to know what really happened in Miami New Year 2024. I look back. I look back. No cap, yo. No cap. I look back. It's like, like, like a big-ass shadow. But it was Disclaimer, this video is for entertainment purposes only and shouldn't be taken serious. Hundreds of police officers, helicopters, and more showed up for a call that allegedly was teenagers fighting with sticks. That's what they are telling us happened. But have you ever seen a police response like this for a fight? What is the truth that's so sinister that once it gets out there, Pandora's box will forever be open? It's said that seven to ten foot tall creatures cloaked like something from a Predator movie and appearing as shadows was in that mall. People inside were firing gunshots at these creatures and everyone was so scared that nobody could even pull out a phone to record. They was in fight or flight mode and they was flighting but this man later recorded the truth watch this and listen to what this pastor says I've been trying for seven years and I get ridiculed if I start talking about these are not aliens from another planet. These are these are cre- these are these are dim- interdimensional beings that have been given a body. All right. So anyway, um, later after the other guy recanted, the original guy recanted because he got hit by the men in black, uh, you know, forced to or else kind of thing. Uh, the same guy comes back on and he's like on. 
such and such, you know, recanted, and he said that and the other thing, and, blah, 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 and he goes, and I went and I did some homework on this guy, and he only asked two posts, and if he was actually a troll, he would have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of posts, and he only had like two posts on his site. I'm calling BS. This guy was not, you know, he wasn't legitimately recanting his story. He was forced into doing it, and he wasn't the only one that said that. All right, uh, so anyway, praise God. All right, now this is interesting. I'm going to go ahead and play this. This is a fellow who decided to kind of toy with the Miami Police Department by calling them up and, uh, you know, asking a couple of pointed questions just to see what they would say. So let's listen to him do that and see how the Miami uh, Police Sheriff's Department personnel react to this man's call. Now, what's weird is while he's talking to the sheriff over the phone, it's like, I don't know, like there's another voice being injected over top of the phone call saying things. Very strange. But anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this. Okay, here it comes. Wait. Florida Bayside uh, Marketplace incident. Um, this is not a response I was expecting to see. Um, I'm just going to play what happened. I called the police department and spoke to them, and the response I got was pretty weird. So I'm just going to play this and... Tell me what you think. What's it called? The Bayside Marketplace. Bayside Marketplace. Bayside Marketplace. I gotta get that down. Okay, ready? Recall the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calling the police department. Yeah, um, I have a really weird question. Um, the, uh, I, uh, you know, I, let, I, let me say this hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically I was at the Bayside Marketplace with that incident broke down the other day, and um, and like I have, let's say I have, let's say some, I know somebody. Let's say I know somebody that was at the Bayside Marketplace that has footage of some of the stuff that went down there, but is afraid to post it because I don't want to get in trouble or, and I know a bunch of people online uh, are posting things and they're like, videos are getting taken down and things are going, and their statements are going missing. Why are you asking these questions? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm curious, will I get, will I get in trouble if I, if I post something like this? Sure, sure, listen, um, this is, it, it's a serious matter. Um, we're not allowed to comment on it at this time. And I'm back found. For real? So I can I can post whatever though. I can post whatever and it's not a big deal, right? Uh no comments, sir. Oh come on. Do you have somebody in the background though, sir? Uh definitely no. Definitely no. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I just wanna make I just want to make sure I'm not going to get in trouble if I post some like footage, or I mean, if if my friend, if my friend hypothetically posts footage. <laughs> uh, just please be safe, sir. I can no longer comment on these incidents. Really, for real? So, I, but but. Yes, okay, so what happens if if the person hypothetically posts footage and and talks about what they saw, and. Uh, okay, you'll find me. Okay, I hear that, but. <laughs> So what Am was I that other voice? Tr- is there like a, a legal find situation? You. Do you get in trouble? Because it's a public place, no? What is that sound? 
<laughs> okay, so I can post stuff. You're saying, I mean, hypothetically, my friend can post something. All right, so this goes on and on and on for a while. It goes back and forth with the officer, and every single time the officer comes back. What's really weird, though, is that other stuff, you know, we will find you and all that kind of weirdness, that none of them knew where that was coming from, where that audio was coming from. Even the, even the sirens, the the police officer didn't know, and he didn't know, but yet it was still coming over his phone. I mean, that is just like some weird, creepy, you know, Twilight Zone kind of stuff. So anyway, that's kind of weird. But anyway, in the meantime, uh, while uh, the show was going on, I was probing around. And oh, my goodness gracious, is there some stuff out there that was not there before? So there, he, the, the, the earlier person was speaking who said that there's going to be more stuff that's posted was correct. I have not heard these three testimonies. I've got a third one, a fourth one. And a fifth one. I have not heard them. I do not know what they're going to say. So when I double click and if they start dropping like F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb, please don't be mad at me because I do not know what they're going to say. This is the first time I am hearing them. And I assume it's also the first time you are as well. Here we go with the third eyewitness testimony. This is absolutely the best witness testimony coming forward from the Miami, Florida alien incident surrounding Bayside Market. His name is Fitz, and what he has to say is astounding. Take a look at this video. Listen to what he has to say. Tell me what you think. Note, I have brand new footage of these internet interdimensional beings that I will be posting shortly. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Fitz. I am... Um... I was there at the Bayside Mall with my family, um, and we all saw exactly what happened. Um, don't like pay attention to a lot of the videos that are out there. I feel like a lot of people are trying to use this for clout. Um, but what happened? We all saw what happened, and it, you know it's pretty serious. I, uh, you know, it's been a few days, but and you know our whole family's processing it. But I think we've kind of like uh, accepted that we were. A part of this weird uh, experience and moment um, so basically what happened was I was there with my brother Brian uh, my sister and my nephew we were looking for shoes uh, for my nephew and then we see a whole crowd of people outside the store um, just running out in a direction so you know as soon as you saw it we uh, we were like oh oh shit you know what's going on so we immediately ran out with our nephew and um, and we picked them up and we ran out and we followed the crowd. Uh, and then about like a, a, a few seconds later, as soon as we started running, uh, my nephew, he's autistic. So he was pointing behind us and he was saying blanky, which he'll usually say whenever he feels unsafe or scared. Um, and he was pointing behind us. So me and my brother, we look behind us and then we see these three, nine, ten foot tall creatures i'm not gonna say aliens uh everyone keeps saying it's aliens i'm not saying aliens because i don't know what it was uh none of us really knew everyone all of us stopped in our track we you know a whole bunch of people were pointing at it uh, i mean there were other people running um you know there was a crowd as soon as it made itself more apparent um it looked like it was glitching, not like a computer pixelation, but like a wavy glitch. Um, and whatever maybe was 
covering them had, you know, unveiled or whatever. Um, yeah, it looked like a glitch, man. Uh, it like a, a weird glitch in the matrix or whatever. And, um, and then you could see it in its full form, all three of them. And then, uh, it, you know, they were all black. You saw eyes, uh, and you could faintly see like, like lips, but, um, yeah, I was about like 20 feet away. Um, because obviously everybody gave it distance, right? And, um, you know, they're tall. Um, so we all just, like, looked at them. They were just standing there. And the thing that was a little bit weird, well, it was clearly, like, observing us. It was sentient, right? Like, or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But uh, it was aware of us. It looked at us, the whole crowd. And then as soon as it started walking with its big legs, like, kind of like it started like almost glitching again um we all ran um my brother like immediately said yo let's go he grabbed me by the shoulder we we bolted out of there and for anyone that's like saying you know where's the footage where's the footage yeah i know i i don't have any footage and i'll explain why because like when i when i saw it i was in complete fear it's it was something that I, I completely froze, man. I don't care if I sound like a bitch about it. Like, I froze. And I don't care who you are. I feel like when you're seeing something paranormal, it's different than when you're seeing a fight. Yeah, you'll probably want to record that and put it on Worldstar or whatever. When you see something paranormal, that's different. Because your reality, you can't comprehend what you're seeing. A fight, you kind of get it. Two people are fighting. You, you can comprehend that. Something like this, none of us could comprehend. Your first instinct is like, it ain't to like take out your phone and start recording. Your first instinct is like, I've never seen this before. What is this? Is it gonna hurt me or my family? That's my. That was my first number one priority. Um, so if you don't believe me, I get it. You know, it's fine. Like, it is silly. I'm, I'm sure that someone had footage from that night. If you did, please contact me just so like, you know, we we actually have it. Um, so anyways, as soon, as soon as the creature started moving, we all just jetted out there. We, we ran out the, the, the front doors. Um, and you know, obviously like we see a whole sea of cop cars, mad cop cars where other ones were coming in. Um, and we ran with our nephew and then, you know, a, a cop stopped us. Um, you know, it took us a little, and it took a bit of a safer area behind the, right, uh, behind the cars. Um, and then, um, and they asked us what we saw, uh, and we, we told them what we saw. Um, you know, they wrote it down, and th they asked everybody to check their phones. Not everybody, because there was mad people, like, running away, too, right? They couldn't get everyone. Um, so I'm wondering if someone's going to post a video. Uh, All right. <clears throat> so anyway, um, same same deal. Run up, meet up with cops, sometimes military personnel. They want to take the cell phones. They're checking everything. They want to delete everything. Uh, you know, some people are cooperating. Other people are just bolting right past uh, the law enforcement, um, you know, whoever's there, military or law enforcement. And, and it was absolute pandemonium. As a matter of fact, I have some videos of the people that were just running for it. Uh, you know, kids, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, you know, I mean, just running. Uh, one particular scene, uh, the kids were running so fast 
The guy was running so fast. There was like three three gentlemen running very, very quickly. And the one in the very front had a red hoodie on, and he was running so fast, uh, wasn't paying attention, and got hit by a car and went flying up in the, in the air. So I assume he didn't survive. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that, that is uh, testimony number three of the five. Here's the next one, number four. All right. So I have to come in my basement and film this. This shit is so crazy. I'm posting this, uh, and I want y'all to repost, save this video, post it on other platforms before it gets taken down, because I want to clear up some of this misinformation about the Bayside Mall incident that happened. Um, so me and my girl was in town, and we were shopping at the mall, and we noticed a lot of kids there. Um, it wasn't a real big deal at first until they got to arguing and shoving, and then, like, weapons got brought in, and uh, they started fighting running all over the mall, chaos, just all over the place. So we thought we heard gunshots, but it turns out that that was actually fireworks. But either way, that caused everybody to start rushing for the doors. Uh, people was leaving stuff behind. I mean, just dragging their kids. It was just complete fucking chaos, man. Uh, anyway, so as we running, we look back and we noticed some weird shapes taller than me. I'm six foot two shadowy, dark, solid shapes, not human. I promise you, these is not human. I mean, it made the hair stand up on my skin. Uh, and shit, we just booked it for the doors after that, man. I can't explain what that was. I can't say that was aliens, but I, I can't say that, sh that was not human. It was not human. And they online, I don't know if they're trying to cover this stuff up, but they saying that it was uh, police officers and, and somebody, not shadowy figures. It's 2024, man. It, it's something going on. It's something going on, and they're trying to cover it up. A lot of people saw what I saw, and like I say, it was so much chaos ensued that it was it was just hard to to to, to let that sink in. All right, praise God. So anyway, um, they're all all their stories are matching up. Here's the fifth of the testimonies. I'm sure there'll be many more. We were at Bayside Mall in Miami on New Year's Day and we saw what really happened. So we were basically just walking around the mall, quiet, normal, and then I saw this, like a scaly snake kind of uh, person. I thought it was a person in a suit, and they had a big hairy chest, but they were coming out of Lane Bryant, so I was like, well, it must be one of the customers or whatever, so I didn't pay no attention. So next thing you know, we just, Keep going about our business about 30 seconds later we hear a scream so i saw it i was at bayside marketplace on new year's day with my daughter my two grandkids we were just minding our business walking in the mall quiet everything was just kind of normal regular and i saw this i don't know if it was six feet tall all right. So anyway, um, uh, she was already on the second round of of, of her testimony. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to screen any of those. Um, but it's not all that important. Um, the information is overwhelming. I do have. Um, let me see here. Uh, trying to scan uh, your place. Wait. Auto oh, generated. Miami Mall. Yeah. See, there's. Uh, if I okay, so Miami fourth testimony, Miami alien, second man eyewitness account, portal opening, people running for their lives, um, it, tall alien being filmed clearly inside the mall. Yeah, so there's, 
There is a video here. I'm not sure. Bro, bro. Everyone's going this way. Yo. Yo, what is that? Bro, bro. Everyone's going this way. Yo. Yo, what is that? particular video while it was very noisy actually showed beings beings uh with people inside the mall and they the beings um looked exceedingly well they looked exactly like what everybody was describing very tall um dark black looking things uh walking relatively slowly uh uh you know toward the people some of the people were just standing there looking at them some of the people were running for it um but anyway um you know now I, is is that authentic it, you know is the video that i have authentic and were was that what they were actually seeing i don't know the answer to that question uh are there people out there that are dorking around with you know uh you know software or whatever and making stuff up i don't know i don't know um what i can say is that um i, I can i could tell you that if i stopped at this radio show right now and i went back out to twitter that i'd probably find another three or four more testimonies and who knows what all uh um published back up so by you know and, and in the middle of the night you know um while we're all sleeping you know people are going to be slamming stuff up there and then of course you know whoever they are they um will be blocking it uh or censoring it or taking it down all right so anyway um uh let's go ahead and move on with the rest of the uh, whatever i can fit into the rest of the program all right and hold on a second terrorize us that one i'm not going to play all right um because we already covered it um oh I wanted to share this with you. This is flying around the Internet pretty quickly, and um, people are discovering, lots of people, by the way, but this is one of the, this is the very first discovery that the movie Leave the World Behind that was uh, produced by the Obamas and these entities from the bowels of hell, which is what they are, the Antichrist. Well, it turns out that there are extra audio tracks that are injected into the movie that are not, you don't know about them. So you're just watching a movie and everything's just fine. What when you put it into an editor, you discover that there are two additional audio tracks, and they are mind control uh, frequencies that are being injected uh, subliminally, if you will, uh, into the actual um, audio itself. So I'll play a little bit of this. Um, here we go. When you open this, this movie right here is Jurassic Park, for instance. Okay, I'm just showing this to people who might not be easy to hear. For the last. 15 years that I have been using Sony Vegas and other editing software and have gone through downloading movies and using them in our own video production, 100% of the time, it's either an MKV or an MP4. Occasionally, you'll download a torrent that's an AVF, not very often. 
And this is what it will always look like. One video file right here, one audio file right here, always. That's been my experience. Now let me show you what happened when we downloaded and put uh, Sony put the uh, movie Leave the World Behind onto Sony Vegas. Here you go. Stunning. Stunning. One video file, four audio files opened up. And this one, this fourth audio file, seems to be the weapon. This is a ELF, a low-frequency infrasonic wave right here. And um, so we we are going to – let me put the camera back on again. So this is big news, just just so people realize. In, in 15 years of video editing, I have never downloaded – and I'm speaking specifically a movie file, okay, a Hollywood movie from a torrent, downloading it in either MKV, MP4, occasionally AVI, 100% of the time. Over a thousand movies I've done this with, you have video file, audio file, period. This is the very first time I've ever seen anything like this with the four file. All right. So there's uh, clandestine, creepy, mind control, injected audio channels, uh, you know, integrated or baked into the Leave the World Behind movie. Um, uh, I love uh, Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't worry about those things. I don't worry about any of that kind of stuff because I got the power of the Lord Jesus Christ behind me, and, you know, it can't touch me. It can't touch me. It can't touch you. You should be pleading the blood of Jesus on you. Every single time you pray, you should be praying in the name of Jesus, Father God. Anything that cannot call Jesus its Lord and Savior, I declare the holy fire of God to strike it and uh, uh, into screaming agony. Uh, and any, any entity of the darkness, that at the very moment that they set their wills against you, call down the holy fire of God to strike them. And, uh, and let me tell you something. Those demons are going to – they'll leave you alone. Uh, and you got to – you know, and, and we, we cover that all the time on the prayer vigil. Anyway, next one up. United States backed ISIS accepts responsibility for the Iranian leader terror attack, but it is inconsistent behaviors. So what happened was um, they know that the United States is behind the creation of ISIS. The, the Iranian people are, you know, the, the dignitaries, the, the police chiefs, if you will, the, whoever they call themselves, uh, they are, you know, looking into the situation and they know it's ISIS. They know the United States is behind it, but it's a fake ISIS. Because their modus operandi is very, very different than the original ISIS. So they know that this was kind of like trumped up, no pun intended, uh, to uh, attack and uh, commit this terror, uh, you know, terrorist attack, if you will, against this uh, group of approximately six, I believe it is, uh, maybe more, uh, Iranian dignitaries. Um, I'm sorry, Hezbollah dignitaries, which are essentially Iranian dignitaries. All right, praise God. So anyway, um, then... Uh, there is a warning that comes in about North Korean shelling. Uh, Kim Jong-un comes forward and he makes a very overt broadcast and tells everybody, you guys, better stop that, you know, war gaming and, you know, shooting this and shooting that. There, there's this uh, place called Yongpyong Island where uh, South Korean people evidently live. Well, it's right on the edge or right on the line uh, going across the water. So you got the North Korean uh, uh, part of the water and then you got the South Korean part of the water. Well, this is right on the edge. 
Church. Well, there are people living there. So what happened was in the skirmish going back and threats happening from the DPRK, uh, they actually uh, announced to the people living on the island, you got to bolt. You got to get off the island, get off the island right away. Well, it was a good thing they did because according to the report from Fox News, uh, it says uh, North Korea fires 100 or hundreds, hundreds is the term they use, of artillery shells into the disputed border area with South Korea. So evidently it was a good thing that uh, South Koreans told the people that were living there, get out, uh, evacuate. Um, uh, And again, uh, while this is all going on, North Korea, the DPRK, is announcing to everybody that they're going to step up their uh, manufacturing production of missile launchers, which, by the way, for the fulfillment of the prophecy of Dr. David O'Rourke, going all the way back to 2010 when he sees the sinking of the United States aircraft carrier by North Korea, and also the attack of many, 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 many missiles uh, on Seoul, South Korea, by North Korea, it is going to be well with missile launchers and missiles, which is which they are currently stocking up on right now. There is also another report where um, a and I could I could play this for you. Uh, there's uh, you know some bad language. Look, folks, you know this is the end of 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 times. Okay, we're we're bolting at a very high rate of speed into World War III. We've got alien creature beings, things happening, power signs, lying wonders. Uh, you know, uh, Luke 21, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Revelation chapter 6. It's all happening all at one time. It's just one big conglomeration of end time spooky apocalyptic stuff. Okay, well, here's some people freaking out because they're at a Walmart in their local uh, neighborhood, and the entire parking lot, all the cars, everything are completely covered, and I'm talking about gazillions of crows. All right, so let's pull this up. All righty, here we go. Yo, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. I feel like that, uh, that Bird Box shit, that movie. They're hitting no, me. they're landing on my car. Ah, I need to clean it either way. Yo, what uh, okay. the fuck is this? All right. Now, anyway, sorry for the bad language, but anyway, if you were able to see what I'm seeing in the video, you would see that the parking lot is absolutely, I mean, it's completely covered. If they took one step, they would be stepping on a crow. It, there are, it, I don't know, I would have to estimate. 4,000, 5,000, maybe more crows in a relatively small area of this Walmart parking lot. And I mean, they are, it is just everywhere. It, it's, it's worse than anything I've ever seen in any Hollywood movie. Um, what's interesting is um, I found out I was talking to Tracy Shellman earlier and I said, what's the significance of crows? Because I really didn't know. And I looked it up and it said, a black crow is usually seen as a symbol of death. It is because of this that a black crow also symbolizes transformation. It goes on to say that death is not an ending, but rather a transformation that we all must go through. So obviously this person is uh, a believer in reincarnation. Uh, you know, yeah, we go through, we, we, there is no such thing as true death. The problem is the vast majority of people do not make, make the cut and end up going on the wide eight-lane freeway straight to the pit. All right. Um, uh, anyway, pretty creepy stuff. Uh, again, I mentioned I'm not going to go ahead and play the guy's audio because you're just going to hear a guy complain 
complaining about the local government trying to seize his water supply in Montana. I mentioned that on the last show. Um, I've got another audio bite that I don't really – it'd be kind of boring quite actually, but uh, there's a con- 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 congressional hearing going on, and the guy that you know is taking the results of the hearing, uh, he comes out and he basically in so many words says that Nancy Pelosi was the culprit, the organizer of January 6th. Now, what really upsets me is that they're still arresting people falsely and illegally, the FBI. Um, uh, Now they've started to arrest families that were walking along the grass that were no threat whatsoever. But if they were on the grass of the uh, Capitol building, now they're hunting them all down with their facial recognition systems, and they're doing their little SWAT team deals, and they're taking people up to be thrown in jail for who knows how many more years. So I just don't understand how they can be completely ratted out. We all know it's fake. They've got dignitaries and people in Congress and lawmakers that are coming forward and saying this is what happened. They got film footage to prove it, and yet at the same time, They're still arresting people. How does that work? I don't think I'll ever be able to figure that one out. Here is proof that uh, we're down to seven minutes. Boy, this is going to go fast. Oh, my goodness gracious sakes alive. Um, So here's – I want you to hear this. This is Vivek Ramaswamy that everybody seems to think is interesting. I do not. He was – his education was funded by the WEF. Uh, he's, he's, He's a plant. He's a plant. He's exceedingly dangerous. Um, And here he is copying every little thing that – you know, he's – Listen, just listen. Or Republican ideas. These are not Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? Okay, look, if that little blurb there, and by the way, that's only half of the blurb. I can still play the second half, but I'm not going to. If that doesn't convince you that he's a plant by the World Economic Forum, then I feel sorry for you. And I actually feel sorry for Alex Jones, because Alex Jones is actually buying the baloney. How that works, I don't know. All I can say that he's got to be so utterly busy, body slammed, getting sued, trying to survive, all the garbage that he's having to go through. He's just not quite on it the way he used to be. Hopefully he catches back up. He hasn't said a word about the Miami thing. Who cares? Whatever. We did. We know what's going on. The dimensions are merging. I talked to Stephen Ben Noon about it. He, 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 you know, ben Noon about it. He said that he's been talking about it on uh, Israeli News Live as well, uh, and it is absolutely out of control. All right, this. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, gosh, I can't play this for you because I do not have the link. I don't know why I don't have the link. Um, but anyway, uh, it was the one that I told you about on the last show, uh, Safeway Farm, Pharmacy Manager making an announcement on the, uh, you know, the PA system of the store saying, I am, a, I am so-and-so, the manager, and I am going to quit my job and terminate in front of everybody because I refuse to give you the, this poison, these poison shots to the people that are standing in line at this store. I quit. So hopefully that woke a few of the gray-haired goof nuts up a little bit so they don't poison themselves to death and die of whatever of the gazillion different diseases that are baked into the uh, shots that they're also happy to take. Um, uh, let's see here. What else do I got? I want to cherry pick my way through these. Um, hmm. Royal Jordanian Air Force strikes Iranian facilities. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, 
The reason I want to give the one up is because there was Rabbi Rami Levy and 15-year-old Nathan, who was a Jewish boy. And I still have that information and the audio and everything. And basically what uh, Nathan, the 15-year-old boy, was taken to heaven. He met Jesus. Now, he wouldn't tell the rabbis that because they'd flip out and start, you know, you know whatever. And um, so he, he never told them who he met. He did tell them that it's somebody you know and you're going to be very surprised. But he would not tell them who Jesus was. And then he was shown, the Lord showed Nathan, that the um, Muslim countries would start fighting with one another and then, while they were fighting with one another, they would all change their mind and start attacking Israel. Is it really going to go down that way? I don't know. Do I know that Saudi Arabia and all of the, you know, all of the uh, Shiites and the and and you know the, and the Sunnis are, you know, hate each other's guts? And the answer is absolutely yes. So when I see a report that says the Royal Jordanian Air Force strikes an Iranian facility. I'm like going, hmm, this is starting to look an awful lot like that, what that boy Nathan. Oh, and by the way, he also said that Obama is Gog. I think that's just a fancy way of saying that he's the Antichrist. All right, praise God. Then, of course, there's another headline out that says uh, the Red Sea is now currently fully under the control of BRICS. They show a map. They show the Red, you know, the countries that are surrounding the entire Red Sea. They're all under BRICS. And so basically one of the most important uh, sea channels uh, out there is now uh, under control of the very countries that we've been trying to put a stranglehold on. And, you know, it, it's it's all on purpose. All right, and here is our... We just love this guy. He's not, um, you know, we already know that uh, uh, Biden is dead, and this is some kind of stand-in. It's so sickening, I don't even want to think about it, but I'm going to just play this little thing because it's just that sickening. We got Fewer democracies in the world today than we did 15 years ago. Fewer. Not more. Fewer. I'm the Fuhrer. I don't know. I mean, can it straight up it's hard to hard to imagine asteroid impact from october 2024 so in october of this year 2024 they have an asteroid that is tracking exceedingly close to the earth okay and um that's something that is being watched very closely because the trajectory looks bad they have mandatory covid masks in spain greece and soon the uk There was a massive uh, Fort Lauderdale tornado, but no real damage. Um, And um, it just goes on and on, folks. I mean, really, at the end of the day, there's nothing, no big surprises here. The only thing that kind of stands out, there's a couple of things. Um, Now, now Graham, Senator Graham, is is speaking directly with Netanyahu. I'm going to run out of time. I know that. Uh, But Senator Graham is speaking directly, publicly, out in the open, with Netanyahu, says, we need to take out Iran. And, of course, Netanyahu's sitting there with that, that, you know, Kazarian's smirk on his face. All right. Um, uh, the Chinese financier giant files for bankruptcy. So the global financial collapse is happening worldwide. And we will end the show with this one last thing from Megan Kelly. I think we're going to run out of time. But she says that in so many words that we haven't heard the last about Epstein. Free Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. 
She even goes on to say, and I know the live stream just cut, and I feel bad, and I'm sorry, but um, uh, she even goes on to say that uh, she implies very strongly that she might be bringing Epstein on live to have a conversation with her listeners. So, um, you know, making, you know, consummating the, uh, you know, belief system that he never was killed in the first place, that they switched him out. And I looked at uh, the photographs of the the Epstein before and the Epstein after and the ears, the earlobe, the study of the earlobes, the study of the flare of the nostrils, all that kind of stuff. And I know. No, it was never him. He did not die. Uh, you know, the whole thing was a setup. They snuck him out the back door somehow. Uh, and who knows where he's hanging out. Um, you know, got the uh, CENTCOM is uh, complaining. Central Command is complaining because they're, they're finding Iranian missile parts and, and missiles that haven't launched in various parts of that area of the, of the you know, Babylon and Iraqi areas. Uh, you know, so really, World War III is in swing. Okay. <clears throat> um there, I've got more stuff that I want to share with you, but you know what? We're going to have to roll this word. I want to – there's a couple of things. Oh, yeah, Sweden, Swedish – a whole bunch of different countries are telling people to get out of Lebanon. Okay, Sweden – the one that's most overt is Sweden has told all of its citizens that are living in Lebanon, get on a plane and get out of that country. And they are not the only ones. There are bunches and bunches and bunches of more other countries that are saying, get out of Lebanon, get out of Lebanon, get out of Lebanon, get out of Lebanon. All right, so I just wanted you to be aware of that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and flag this one last thing here for the next show so that I can play it for you because I want you to hear it uh, because your phones are listening to the words that you're saying even when you think they're off and sitting there flat on your desk in front of you. Anyway, God bless you all. I apologize for running over the 10 o'clock mark. I tried to beat the, beat the clock, but I failed. Um, and, you know, story of my life. So anyway, praise God. Thank you all for joining me. Um, for the people that got cut off from the live feed, I, uh, like I said, I'm sorry. Um, I did the best I could to jam it all in there. Almost made it. Uh, and, um, and anyway, looking at the clock, it's Sunday, January the 7th, and we will be seeing you, Lord willing. Boy, do I mean that, Lord willing, with the things that are going on in my work. Lord willing, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you got an earful on this program because the shift has occurred. We are now officially on the final countdown. Praise God. Thank you all for joining us tonight. God bless you.